You know, I gotta be honest. I'm really getting annoyed with the podcast. What was wrong with the podcast? It's a me. I can change. You can change. You think you can change? Well, it's not you. You're not the issue. It's the fact that we, we sit here for like an hour and a half, two hours of time. We just spill our guts. You know, it was it was fun when we started, but it sounds like shit. And it just when we're doing the editing and stuff, like it doesn't sound good. We we know it doesn't sound good. We can't do shit about it. Yeah. I mean, I just wish we could just like snap the fingers and just make it better. Like, um, shit. We we sound better now. We sound professional almost. I think it worked. Son of a bitch. Welcome to the Jibberfish Podcast. Well, we may have opened with a very shitty bit, but, you know, we're here to talk jibberfish, aren't we, Dom? Yeah, we are here to talk jibberfish. We're here with a, with a new setup. It's very professional looking. I kind of feel like I should be, like I'm on radio again, hearkening yeah. back to the days of my early 20s when I did radio, <laughs> community radio. Yeah. I feel like we should be doing some kind of Howard Stern-like bits. Just, oh, here, here on the show today, we're going to have a live woman. She's going to give birth live on the show, but first we're going to talk to a bald man. Hi, Colin. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing that vagina being torn open by a new baby. That'll be fun, but uh, I mean, yeah, we, we got to really sort out these Jews, you know, Howard Stern style. Yeah, yeah bring on the queefer. Bring on the queefer. You don't want to be in the room. That's all Howard Stern was back in the, the original days. He just shocked then network executives basically said, you can't do shit like that anymore. And he went, who says I can't? Oh, the people that pay me say I can't. I'm going to rein it in. I'll rein it in. And then, who did he move to? Because I, I never really got into Howard Stern, but everyone... I think he's terrible. Really? <laughs> I can't stand him. I just, everyone knows him as this, like, cultural kind of, like, icon yeah. benchmark of, like, what you can do and what you can't do on radio and yeah. stuff like that. He's been called the OG shock jock. Oh, okay. The king of shock jock radio, which is, he's going to play some good music, he's going to do some good interviews, but he's going to be out there, he's going to be that guy that's not afraid to stick the finger up. I mean, uh, there's definitely going to be value to that, especially, I mean, he started how far back... I mean, he was like 80s. Yeah, something like Something that. like 70s, 80s. Just when you needed somebody to be on the radio being like, you know what, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I was wanting to do this upgrade for a while and I'm really glad that we pulled it off with, uh, I mean, the Blue Yeti was very, very accommodating. It's a very good beginner microphone. Yeah. And that's not to say that we're going to get any better than we were before. We're just going to sound better. Yeah, it'll be clear and nice, crisp, clear. I'm really hoping that we've fucked it up somehow. It's like, <laughs> we're going to sound amazing. We're going to sound so crisp and clean. And somebody's like, dude, there was a hissing static that is just burning my ears. Yeah, Dom's watch can be heard audibly in every quiet moment. It's not a real, it just, it's just unreal that we sit down and then just the first thing that's like, like, take 10 seconds, just clear the audio and we can get like a, a nice noise reduction filter that we can use later on when it comes to editing. And then all you can hear is just tick, tick, tick. And it's just oh, so audible, and it's just it, it's because it's the only noise in the room. Everything else is either powered down or just not yeah. working. Any any investment in a digital watch that's just for podcasting. Did you, just just right on it on the strap podcast watch. <laughs> just podcast watch. I'll get one. Of, I'll get a an iWatch and just write on the band podcast watch. Do you have a spare grand? No. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk about this. I, I don't know if we've actually covered it for the last couple of weeks, but the first episode we're going to talk uh, just with the re- return. And then the night after we finished recording, it was the Apple like reveal for their new uh, phone line. It's the, oh, the XS, XS or something. Yeah. yeah. 
um, an XR, and it was the new line of Apple phones that would be out there uh, for the next couple or for the next year until they release a new one that has to be bought for a grand each. And do you remember when they announced the X? They were like, "This is the anniversary phone." Yeah, I, the iPhone X. I think that was announced last year because I know a few people that actually went out and bought the fucking phone. Yeah, I still, I, that's I a did grand's it. worth of phone. Fair enough, if you get it on a contract, you can spread out the costs, and you're maybe only paying fifty to sixty quid a m- fifty to sixty quid a month for a phone. But it's still overall a hundred pound, or sorry, a thousand pound to buy this phone outright. It's fucking ridiculous. And uh, the tech journalists at the time were saying, "We are expecting this to be a one-off. This will be this will be the only one grand phone for a while." technology comes down in price it's just you know the laws of nature almost or the laws of digital nature i guess and murphy's law i want to say moore's murphy's law or moore's law i can't remember it's I know one of them one of them basically means that each year technology is going to get smaller and more impressive it either doubles in speed halves in size or uh come halves in price or something like that like the cost of manufacture and i know the other one is technology that's brought out will be obsolete within a month of its release because they've just innovated that far. That's fucking harsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's... It, I mean, it's you built a PC, you know exactly what that means. Yeah. You buy a shiny new graphics card and they bring out the shiny new graphics card with all the bollocks too. Well, the, the interesting thing for... I mean, I'll get on to like NVIDIA's RTX thing. The, it's their new uh, like big selling point is this extra feature that's to do with the rendering of the graphics. But the uh, with the Apple, they've got the great like cult following that means that when they put out a one grand phone, nobody questioned anything. They just said, go for it. It's an Apple phone. Of course yeah, we'll buy it for a grand. Bought it. And now this time, when it comes into the new $1,000 phone, um, it turns out that's the $1,099 for a 64 gig hard drive on that phone. That is not a lot of space for a camera that I'm pretty sure films in 4K. Yeah. At about 60 frames a second, probably. I think for... 4K at 60 frames per second on my phone, a five minute recording takes about four to five gigabytes. It's a shit ton of data to be exactly. recording. And that's for five minutes. So if you're recording, just say, a concert and you want to get a few decent songs in there, talking maybe 20 minutes of footage, Yeah, that's basically half of that gone. Yeah, that's half your phone gone. And the yeah. thing that bugs me with it being Apple, because obviously with Apple, there's like a separate set of issues there. But what is really bugging me with them is that they don't do micro SD cards. Your yeah, phone weird. can take one, right? Yeah, my phone can take. My old phone could take two, but that thing was a Sherman tank with a BlackBerry label stuck on it. <laughs> but that, like that, that's the thing is, mine I can fit 124 gig card in there if I wanted to, and I have 124 gig hard drive on the actual phone itself, or is it 64? Try to remember. Can't remember. It doesn't really matter. But I can upgrade a lot of storage space. If you want to throw down that, or if you want to get that storage space on an Apple, it's another two hundred pounds. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I just, I, I look at that and I think Apple have it so good. I cannot believe it's still going that way. Yeah, I think well, they, don't, they don't have it that good though, because people still complain about the the uh, the product. Have you heard the latest argument against the iPhone XS and the iPhone XR? Other than the price. Other than the price, uh, a lot of female customers are complaining that this phone is anti-feminist because the phone is too big for female hands. I was really thinking with, um, there was a there was a thing with the, the, the last one where it was tagging their boobs. There was, uh, you can search photos by like keywords and it will know what you're looking at. Uh, is that some kind of weird face detection thing? Yep. It was legitimately, it was able to identify what part of the photo was boobs. 
and it was if you said, "Hey uh, Siri, show me all the photos with boobs in them in my phone," and it would just give you the list of like Your all this. Your phone would then explode. All the selfies with cleavage that's got like they keep coming up. It's hilarious. It was about too big for f- female hands. I yeah. mean, I get I'm actually getting a lot of shit right now for my hands because my hands are kind of big, hmm. and I work in a microbiology lab, which requires a lot of dainty work. So it's yeah. a lot of like very mm-hmm. delicate work. Me holding a straw that's like thinner than you know, it's like a cocktail straw, stuff about that size. And it's like streaking stuff out, and it's just with massive, well, with properly sized hands. Yeah, I, I've now that's my my comeback is they're like, you've got big hands. I'm like, no, I have normal sized hands. Where are the normal sized gloves, please? I don't want any of these medium and smalls. Although we just we do have the fun point where it's like, oh, I'll put on a pair of gloves. Uh, I can't find any orders. I'll give a medium a go, and my hand just explodes out the the plastic of the glove. It's brilliant. But yeah, I just uh, too. Is there any? I mean, the the phones keep getting bigger. I mean, this is a a big phone and yes. it's an android phone but is there like it's a valid complaint or is it just people with very small hands saying your niche product is not niche enough i never really read too far in it because it kind of annoyed me by the tagline alone but uh yeah i probably should have read further in it because it could be a it could be a potential argument against you know having chunkier phones and it be more adaptable with phone sizes and what have you but it does seem like a bit of a valid complaint because from what i the basic of premise of the article this is taken from quite a few sort of sources people are saying iphone xs is a good phone it's a bit cheaper or it's, it's more value for money because you're getting more features with it and then the counter argument to that was but it's too big it's too big. i i think there's a, a lack of understanding do you remember the uh the exploding samsung galaxies no eights or whatever it was sevens i think i think it was eights but the uh the, the ones that were banned from commercial flights um because mm. they were you know at risk of exploding in a pressurized container yeah um those were because the the company who manufactured the battery tried to cut corners and make things too small because they wanted to give like a several thousand uh milliwatt hour battery and uh, tried to cut a few corners, and they put certain pins in certain parts of the structure of the battery too close together, and it would just arc, it would short across parts mm. of the, the battery, and it would burn a hole in the phone, which would then catch fire, which would then you know set fire to the rug that you dropped it on screaming because your phone just caught fire. It sounds like the original problem that they had with the very first run at Xbox 360s. Oh when yeah, the, when the hard drive and all the fans would heat up to a certain degree and just melt through the disc tray, <laughs> and the, the Xbox would have no choice at that point other than fuck it. So I'm not working anymore. You need a new one. You've bricked this console. Yeah, there was a lot of those. I'm really glad with uh, the Xbox One. I bought one not long after launch. Um, I wasn't that far behind the main launch day, and that's still the original one. Yeah, you I'm could still not on the original. You could not do that with the Xbox D60, and I think that was a major concern that they yeah. had to address first things first, was the cooling and venting situation. I think I went through three Xbox D60s. I, was, I had the original just arcade 360, the one that had the tiny hard drive. Ah, it's like the 4 gig hard drive or something uh, like four, that. I think the, the biggest size you can get it in is 12, and it came with a memory card as well. Oh, yeah, the memory ne- cards. And I never used the memory card because I just thought, this is a fossil of the past. This does not belong here. Goodbye. I said, good day, sir. I said, you good day, sir. This is what brothers all over the country, all over the world, used to fight over if they had multiple PlayStations in the house. Give me the memory card. I want to fucking play Tony Hawk. But yeah, I went through three Xbox 360s, the original arcade. I went through an Elite. Then I got a second Elite when they upgraded that because there was the black Xbox, which they called the Elite. Then they upgraded that properly to like the Super Elite or something. 
Yeah, I remember that because it was all to do with like it was again it was venting and cooling yeah. solutions and the onboard hard drive. Yeah, that was the main one was because if you had the arcade, the white version, uh, you would have to transfer your hard drive from there to the like built-in hard drive that you could remove if you you know if you're feeling ballsy yeah you could remove but um it was built into like hardware like a pc into the the majority of the actual console and i remember having to do that for my brother yeah. and i had no fucking clue what it was doing is like hey i've got the i've got the kit to transfer stuff can you set it up for me i'm like yeah sure buddy yeah, i'll hey, give that I, a go pal yeah <laughs> i'll let me just i'll let me have a quick read of the manual please. and i'm looking at this thing going like this is wizardry i cannot do this what the fuck <laughs> what does this mean man attached to to the th- and it's it's simple it's you look at it now and it's it is literally just you plugged in the uh the connector for the hard drive at the top to a box and then ran the cable along there to like the hard drive or the usb input mm. for the thing only thing there was that it was a usb one it was not a usb like i think maybe a usb two at best but it was not like a, a high speed usb yeah. that we have now you would just have to like let it run for a couple hours and just you just walk away. Like, yes, yeah. you can't do shit, and you just hope it didn't break when yeah, you, you just need to leave it. But yeah, I'm still on the original Xbox One, and this thing's a goddamn tank. Uh, I've had it for longer than my PlayStation 4. I might, no, so I tell you, I've had it for the same amount of time as my PS4. Yeah. The PS4 sounds like it's about to die. Yeah, those things start to sound like they're going to take off, yeah, don't they? I've cleaned this thing three times. I've been told by uh, a couple of people that work in work with computers, a couple of people that... Are, that have done sort of console maintenance and stuff themselves and said right, what it could be is that the, the sensors temperature sensors on your ps4 have gone completely so they can't discern between running hot and running normal or running cool so they're just spinning the fans on all the time in that case just get a new playstation right but what it might be is it might just need clean because if your room's dusty so but i'm, I'm starting to think that there's just been something that through general use of the playstation it's just conked out so i need to get a new one well, I, it's a it's a it's a lifetime issue for the PS4 because my brother has one as well, yeah. and it sits on his desk, and he'll he'll turn it on and off for like a couple of days. Like, it depends which friend group he's playing with. If he's playing with like us, it's Xbox. If he's got his mates, he's on uh, the the PS4 a lot. Yeah, and it, honestly, he plugs it in, and I'm like, I I duck. Just on impulse, it's like, oh shit, here comes a fucking Messerschmitt. And just you think it's a drone or something flying at you? Oh, it's fucking horrifying when somebody turns on an old PlayStation. It's like, oh god, is it going to make it? Are we going to make it? And yeah, this? am I going to live through this? Um, I actually wanted to mention about the um, RTX that was Nvidia's new flagship product. It's yeah. their, it's like a, a thing their graphics card does, and it's do how they render the graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it was explained very roughly in a Linus Tech Tips video, but he. Uh, decided to go like halfway through the video and then say and that's as much as i can talk about the product because there's an issue we're going to have to address and he you know it total change of tone like he goes he walks off camera he sits down and he goes right we need to have a chat in video here's what's going wrong uh you guys need to actually support your release of this thing because we got this graphics card on friday the video for it came out on tuesday and this is our company that does if you've seen a linus tech tips video they do a lot of benchmarking, so mm-hmm. they do a lot of testing of like, if we run uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider for half an hour, what's the frame count? What's the graphics that we can output? What's the max resolution? What causes frame rates to dip and stuff? And they'll run like 30 benchmarks for each card that they get um, based on data that they have for other graphics cards as well. 
and the only thing is that the graphics card itself on raw power the new ones that are coming out are far more powerful they keep higher frame rates they keep things looking a lot better they reach 4k a lot easier the only thing is this new special feature rtx with the new rendering style isn't supported by anyone there is no way you can get your hands on a game that supports rtx graphics and this seems to be almost be intentional because it's not ready in linus's words he says that these new graphics cards that are coming out they're great they're mechanically amazing but their special features aren't supported because they didn't develop it well and it's yeah. not being it's not being pushed properly because nobody's ready for it you have to redesign your game well, redesign the way your graphics are presented in the game for this rtx feature to work it, and they just haven't let people do that and now that the, it's come to review time they've had to like delay the shipments and stuff so it's like wow you've, you're launching a flagship product here like an, a, a game changer for your competition like nobody can stand up to this thing yeah and nvidia has the market share of graphics cards there's nobody that's really on par with them there's there's stuff that's coming out but you're pretty much on team green if you're playing games because everyone's uh, uh, most nvidia um graphics cards have a support package for oh. like games so you can optimize it and they know what looks best because they work with the developers but yeah. with this one they're like oh shit we need to rush this out the door now yeah. sounds no. like what happened with the uh, obviously 4k is the new sort of visual standard yeah visual standard people are loving it uh, playing your games in 4k is fucking stunning my uh older cousin posted some footage of him playing gears of war 4 in 4k holy shit that game looks stunning yeah he just ran through a whole bunch of games games like killer instinct street fighter anniversary collection even though obviously street fighter anniversary collection is all 2d it still looks fucking stunning in 4k yeah the problem i have with 4k is that you can't get true 4k through places like uh, through suppliers like virgin media and sky because they cannot support they can't basically transmit it they need to cut the they need to cut the footage in half and basically send it over that way so it's going to look higher spec than say your 1080p footage but it's not going to be true 4k because they just don't have the sort of bandwidth almost mm. to transmit it properly it takes a lot of effort and that's yeah. what's uh, interesting for tokyo 2020 uh japan's going to broadcast the olympics in 8k 8k this um, is going to melt people's eyeballs we are now 15 months away roughly yeah 15 months away from 2020 and then the summer games will also be another six months so we are now 21 months away from seeing 8k footage i don't think i know anyone who has um 4k televisions are pretty relevant in the uk they're available at yeah, reasonable pretty, prices yeah fairly i'm fairly not gonna common. go like everyone's got one because yeah. then somebody go i don't i don't make well, enough money on one i'd say they're uncommon in households but there's still there's a few of them dotted about and normally <clears throat> a lot of people would say uh, oh i'm waiting to see like when like my grandparents have one i can't do that my grandparents are weirdly tech savvy they're weirdly like on the yeah. ball they're like i know why this is better i'll just buy it <laughs> they're on that retirement money where they're just like i don't give a shit anymore fuck it yeah my uh, the first people in my family to get a 4k television were my uh, auntie and uncle my auntie runs her own textile business and my uncle works in offshore offshore oil rigs so they got stacks yeah <laughs> so he randomly uh, uncle brian randomly phoned me and went hey what's a good tv again i went yeah, 4k you can't go wrong with 4k the only problem is it's a couple of grand they went cool we went around to their house for a kind of family get together and he went oh there's that tv that you told me to get how much was it he went ah, it was only two and a half grand shit <laughs> and it, the, 
it was the all singing, all dancing Sony Vio or Bravo or whatever the fuck. Oh, it is. when the OLED ones. One of the OLED ones that fucking curves that looks like a cinema Aww. screen, and he got the sound bar and everything. And I was just like, this is just pure pornography <laughs> of vision. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to sit down. Can we just take a minute? Like, yeah, family's important, but yeah. 4K OLED with a sound bar and oh. a. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought a Avengers: Age of Ultron on Blu-ray, and even though it's not Blu-ray, not even though it was Blu-ray, not 4K, even watching that through their sort of through the PlayStation that they had set up on the 4K, oh, it was tasty. Yeah. It was tasty. Well, it's, uh, a lot of uh, 4K televisions now just have like a built-in, like it kind of glosses up. Yeah, like upscale just put in, Yeah. So just because they're so big, I mean, I think that might be the point of doing the 8K broadcast for 2020 is that Olympics is kind of like a, a community event. It does bring out people to watch it together in pubs with like mm. big screen. We watched stuff for the World Cup on a projector at one point. Yeah. If you have that broadcasting in 8K, I think that's what it's for. So you can blow up that footage to like massive screens. Yeah. I don't think it's for like the home wa- or the home watcher, but I think it's for like the, the community experience yeah. of people who are going out and getting this like out in a pub. Yeah. And let's just have it broadcast all over the wall. I wonder if they're going to debut it next year at the Rugby World Cup because that's in Japan next year. And that's worth a shot, yeah. So I think it, and that's going to be because I know a fair few people that have saved up to go to the Rugby World Cup, and fair enough. All the best to them, but I don't have a spare three grand. Yeah, <laughs> to go over to get the flights, get my hotel, get tickets and stuff. So I'm probably going to watch it in Edinburgh, at one of the pubs here in Edinburgh, and that's going to be probably through a projector put up on a massive wall or something. So I can imagine 8K projections watching. Hopefully, Scotland do very very well at the Rugby World Cup. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We got to the quarter. We got to the quarterfinals. All right. Was it the quarterfinals? No, a. Semi-finals, that's just under-finals. I Basically, we got yeah. to the second last match. If we beat Australia, we would have played the All Blacks for the win. All right. But, uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Craig Joubert. Right. Very infamous for dicking over the Scottish rugby team. There was a horrendous decision that he made that pretty sure still haunts him to this day. Oh, the ref. Yeah, he had to get, he had to get uh, escorted off the pitch. Oh. <laughs> because uh, our captain at the time, Greg Laidlaw, looked like he was going to fucking kill him yeah understandably so i can't remember the decision but it still haunts scottish rugby fans to this day but it's i yeah and he is now no longer allowed to coach uh, sorry not coach a uh, ref scottish rugby games because i'm pretty i think it was uh, Vern cotter who was the coach at the time said as long as that fucker's on the pitch my team's not going on jeez yeah it was pretty bad it's pretty harsh i yeah. might be the worst reffing since uh the serena williams thing where she was yeah, just losing her shit that. and just that guy was just calling against her several times but she just totally went all the way off on that one yeah. and just said no nah, fuck it i'm just tearing this guy a new one she went the full john McEnroe, from what i've seen she doubled down on john McEnroe. she she, she raised the bar on john McEnroe. she that's looked, saying something the crowd and seen john McEnroe, he's probably got a tear rolling just going go on have a go pretty you hen <laughs> on yourself on yourself Dolph, on yourself i gotta say we we got these new mics just in time for the most important story of our generation okay Someone gave tits to a turtle. Bowsette. Have you been aware of this situation? I have, I have been because uh, last weekend I went to Comic-Con. All right. Uh, well, how was it? it I, was I really wanted good. to go. I didn't go. Uh, it was really, really good. I got to meet some really cool people. I got to see some really cool panels as well, which is a new thing that they're bringing forward into the new sort of Comic-Con setup. Yeah. The only problem is they've shrunk the size, the, the hall space that they have. It used to be you had main hall... So a main hall and trade hall. Main right. hall is when you got all your main all your main stands from like uh, manga entertainment, 
uh, other names shop. CEX has got one normally, yeah. yeah. CEX have got a huge one. They're kind of centerpiece. Then there's the Trade Hall, which is people that are paid to set up uh, stands. So they've come to sell things that they've collected. Artist corners and stuff yeah, like that. Artist yeah, co- art, uh, artist alleys, trade so- trade sales, that kind of thing. And what they used to have is they had the atrium in the SEC, the uh, Glasgow Events Campus through uh, Glasgow. And uh, they used to have the atrium there and that would be where all the panels were. But instead they took the atrium away and they just set up a stage in the trade hall, cut down a lot of space for a uh, sort of traders and things. Yeah. It, it, it kind of worked out because that means you just had less overpriced food vans and a couple of less shitty anime and manga stalls, which I don't mind because I don't mind these sort of manga stalls because they actually sell good quality manga stuff, but you get some of the shittier anime stalls that just sell whatever unlicensed crap they can and pass it off as Japanese exclusive toys that haven't came to the West yet. Oh, like really dodgy stuff that you're yeah. like, nah, I'm not it's 100% like on this one. It's like, why is there a purple pickle? It's his, oh, it's his new form from uh, the Dragon Ball movie that you just haven't seen yet. Uh, yeah, okay, pal. Okay, uh, I'm yeah. not paying ninety quid for this. You go fuck yourself. Yeah, um, I, I just I I saw this um the, the stuff that was coming out. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Troy Baker there. Um, yeah, I met Troy Baker. Yeah, I was Troy like, Baker was a really weird, cool dude. Weird to meet gaming royalty in Scotland. Yeah, um, I actually I made a point to meet three people uh, during my during my visit there. I met Troy Baker again. Really cool dude. Hell of a voice on him. Yeah. He done a. They stayed open till eight o'clock on Saturday night, so that Troy Baker could uh, do a do an acoustic set, just like country songs, his own written songs. Dude can sing. Yeah. Like um, I don't know if you played The Last of Us, but have you ever seen any of the footage of The Last of Us? I know. I d- my brother played it, and he like he just loved playing it all the way through. But like yeah. I never got to see much of it. Well, there's a point in it where uh, Troy Baker's character Joel is just picking up a guitar. And he's saying to the other character, Ellie, he says, right, you want me to play the guitar? Fine, I'll fucking play the guitar. So he starts strumming away on the, gu- on the guitar and you hear Joel start to sing. That is all Troy Baker. Yeah. And he played a bit of that when he was uh, on stage. And he's a really cool dude. There was no pretentiousness about him. He was just happy to sit and chat away for hours. Like, obviously, if there wasn't a queue of people behind him, but there was, oh, he's a sort of steward where he was just going, hey, Mr. Baker, you need to hurry this, hurry this along. He's like, I want to talk to the beardy man. But I want to look at the people. I like, like meeting the yeah. people. I saw um, Vic Mignano was there. Vic Mignano was there. I met that guy. That guy's the coolest son of a bitch. Yay. I got him to sign... Uh, I bought the Broly movies on Blu-ray. Yeah. And I got him to sign that. Nice. Which I just thought... I, I, there's no reason... There's no way I could logically live with myself if I met Broly himself and didn't get him to sign something Dragon Ball related. Yeah. But the cool thing about the, the Blu-ray... Because you know they've released all the Dragon Ball Z movies on these really, really cool looking Blu-rays. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, they're all like bundled together. Yeah, they're all 20 quid and you get either two or three movies on each disc. Yeah. Great. And uh, on the inside of the Broly box set, there's a, like, a spread of Broly like, screaming. I thought, right, he needs to sign that. So I've got that. Uh, and I thought, I need to, I'm going to swing for the fences. I need to ask him, are you reprising your role as Broly for the Dragon Ball Super movie? And he went, I can't really tell you, but how could I pass it up? So the good thing is Vic Mignano is going to be coming back as Broly for Dragon Ball Super Broly. Excellent. I'm looking forward to this. And he literally seen the smile on my face and he went, dude, I didn't say anything. He went, you said enough. Yeah, you <laughs> said enough. You know what you and, did. Uh, he was he was really cool. I could have could sat and spoke to him for hours. Again, another really, really sharp dressing guy. Yeah. Like, he's just very stylish looking dude. Yeah, he does a lot of um, he does a lot of his own like um, like I guess it's maybe his own social media stuff. Yeah. But uh, the, a lot of the, the stuff like the photos he takes at, at cons and stuff, you're like, it's a sharp dressed man. Yeah. 
That's a ZZ Top right there. That's yeah. a ZZ Top. And now he, yeah. he just, he, he, he seems like a very nice guy. I'm really glad that he's, he's nice because he plays yeah. a lot of really... Um, angry characters. A lot of angry characters, but a lot of like when he, he gets the time to like settle down, play a very sincere, heartfelt role. It's yeah. very good. And you're like, oh, it's good. There's a genuine appearance. Yeah. And it's not just him being like, yeah, whatever, kid. Yeah. You know? no, that's always the worry is that somebody comes up in a con and he's just like, oh, man, I can't wait to see him. He's my childhood hero. And he's dick. Absolute yeah, dick. That's kind of what happened to me when I met Johnny Young Bosch last year. Right. He was just, he seemed so disinterested in the whole thing. He was just kind of, oh, cool, you've brought another copy of Akira for me to sign. Oh, it's your favourite fucking movie. You're the you're the first person I've heard that of that from today. And I'm just sitting thinking, but Akira is my favourite movie of all time. And yeah. you were zero in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I'm going to murder every zero that I see in that game with extreme prejudice now because you're a dick. Ah, yeah, I just... I, I was so disappointed by joining Bosch. I still got him to sign my Blu-ray limited edition of Akira, because, well, who wouldn't? But just, yeah. hey, you seem a bit more interested. If people are paying all this money to come see you, at least you can do it. It's just even fake enthusiasm for it. Yeah, and the thing with the con is that it can get long. If you've yeah. ever, if you ever follow these guys on social media, there's a the few that will be honest enough. Um, if they're, you know, If they're running the vlog, they will eventually say, I hope they should stay and admit to people at a point, I am tired. And yeah. it's something that needs to be addressed at a certain point is that, you know, a con can burn you out if you're there. Yeah, definitely. Meeting people, shaking hands, like people, even just like the shaking hands thing. Mm. When somebody says like, oh, like, remember, oh, keep washing your hands. Imagine yeah. how much bacteria you come into contact with. As a microbiologist, it freaks the fuck out of me yeah. that the amount of bacteria you can come across just shaking the hands of a thousand people. Yeah. You will find some nasty shit on yeah. your hands if you don't keep washing them. And if you, as a gore of that con, if you, you know, hand sanitizer just like yeah. alcohol based hand sanitizer just randomly throughout the day yeah. you will save yourself like the con flu everyone's yeah, like oh, i got con flu or something like that and you're like yeah it's because you're why. exposed to mil or thousands of people shaking thousands of hands rubbing shoulders or like literally thousands of people yeah. that is how you get bacterial contamination of each other yeah. con flu is no fucking joke yeah, con flu it's something that needs to be addressed uh there's actually it was actually something that's in this year that was quite interesting uh friend of mine from through in Glasgow works as a steward for the con. Yeah. And she went, um, if you want to see the day, the, the life of your voice actor or your con celebrity, come and see this. And she literally just showed me a stack of water bottles, like Strathmore water bottles, and a huge crate of hand sanitizer, just because they burn through a bottle of this every two hours. Jeez. Just because there's that many people that are coming to meet and they're just, they want to, they want to fight off bacteria because they need to go and scream into a microphone for six hours for the next GRPG that they're recording. Yeah. So yeah, they, they get a lot of that. And it's, it's, it's something like you, your yeah, con you for us, the con for like us is the, the con gore is like, oh, it's so great. It's a concentration of all the geeky stuff that I love. Yeah. For them, it's just another day at the, you know, it's, it's just part of their job. Mm. And just because they went to a con on Saturday, Sunday, doesn't mean they have to, like, on Monday, Tuesday, they're not getting that day off. Yeah, they need to keep working. They need to keep hammering, like, pressing the organism to get more work done. Because the voice acting business is fucking hard. Yeah. You could be working... In fact, take uh, John DiMaggio. Mm -hmm. uh, voice of Bender, uh, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, Marcus Phoenix. He could be working... He worked for ten, nine or ten years on Futurama. As soon as that's done, he's out of a job. He's well paid while he's doing that, but as soon as he's finished, he's unemployed again. Yeah. And he needs to keep working at it, hammering away, trying to get that. you got to keep that hustle that going. Job. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that um, the, I was just saying, we got this mixture in time to discuss Bowsette. Yeah. 
weirdest. I wasn't done talking about Comic Con. Oh, you got more Comic Con? Yeah, I've got plenty more Comic Con, but we'll get Bowser out of the way first because I've got a few things I want to want to talk about at Comic Con. A few cool things happened. A few things that pissed me off at Comic Con, but we'll uh, we'll talk about Bowser because I don't know what the fuck this thing is. So um, apart from Bowser with varying levels of tits. Yeah. That is the, the long and short of Bowser, real quick, is that uh, you, for some reason, there was the, this thing called the Super Crown that uh, Peach yeah, is always around. I know it's um, it's an item in New Super Mario Bros. U, Deluxe Edition, that's coming up for the Switch. If you're playing as Toadette, yeah. and she gets a, an item called the Super Crown, she becomes Peachette, yeah. which is basically a little Toad, a Toadette Princess Peach hybrid. Then the internet just lost its collective shit and thought, I'm going to put that on other characters. What if we take the crown, if it makes her into Pretty Girl, we put Pretty Girl crown on Bowser. We get Bowsette and we get some of the weirdest fan art slash pornography I've seen yeah. in a long time. And then they just kept moving the crown around to different people. Yeah, um, let's put it on Waluigi, let's put it on Wario, let's put it on Boo, the fucking ghost. Boo the ghost, actually. It's weird that like of the two that are now like in the canon of the, the yeah. female characters... Booette and Bowsette seem to be the most popular. Yeah. I think because Booette just came out first and all it is is just a little goth girl who just is really shy because of yeah, it's it's sharp teeth. Yeah. And a weird tongue thing, yeah. Weird purple tongue that yeah. like is always out and you're like, okay, I mean that's hot, but like, can we not? Like, I, this is on my phone. Like, I'm just, I'm scrolling through Reddit and all of a sudden it's like the anime community just lost its shit and decided that, you know, a turtle with tits was awesome. What I want to see is Bowsette and Booette standing together saying, finally we will deal with the Mario Brothers. Then next panel, just Mario and Luigi going, fuck this, I ain't, I ain't dealing with this shit today, fuck I this, I'm know. going back home. <laughs> this <laughs> Mushroom is Kingdom, save yourself. This is too confusing, I'm taking the day off, goodbye. Nope. <laughs> Luigi just drops the weird Poltergust 2000, just goes, fuck this, I'm going home. Was the, because uh, uh, the good thing is it's creating a lot of weird shipping, uh, obviously because it's introducing new characters, and uh, there's a lot of Peach being like ignored in favour of Bowsette. It's very, well, there's a lot of it. Like, there's always, for every weird, weird piece of fan art, fiction. there's always, like, a peach in the background going, hey, she's sticking my guy, hey. Just start, like, crying in the background. It's like... You used to storm castles and trying to find me. Yeah, it was like, the princess is another castle. And it, there, there was here, wink. There, yeah, that, that, <laughs> there was one of, like, it was, like, Mario running through, like, the castle and stuff, and then, like, Bowser going, hi, your princess, another castle, but it's Bowsette. So he goes, no, she's right in front of me, and you're like... On the one hand, yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite, it's quite nice, you know. They're they're, they're p- pitching or they're you're giving up, they're burying the hatchet. But um, on the other hand, ew, they're burying the hatchet. <laughs> they're burying something else. Yeah. And that was uh, it was like a really weird week of like the the subreddit for it's really funny. Yeah. Arbows that like it's a lot of pornography. They've actually they had a vote. You know, look, there's a lot of shit on here that is ske- sketchy at best. Um. We're just going to make... Do Do you think it's okay for us to just make the entire subreddit not safe for work? And the over-resounding result was yes, please. <laughs> the majority of this stuff is not safe to have on my phone or have open at work. Can we please make this just yeah, available you to scroll? Yeah, into the one sort of... Make it safe for people who are just happen, uh, just casually scrolling at work. Yeah. We've also like seen that this has become a huge cosplay thing. Oh, yeah. Jessica Negri has went as one version of Bowsette. Jessica Negri has nailed it. The first person that I saw do it was K-Bear, which is... uh, She's another another cosplayer. She's very good. Um, But there's obviously, with it being a a created character, there's no official canon. Yeah. So there's two... Ah, There's two (laughs) schools of thought. Scholarly advice on this one. 
There is a the red hair one, which I think actually might be more authentic because Bowser has red yeah, hair. Bowser has the red mohawk thing. But the idea being that the peach crown or whatever the fuck it is would take you and make you more like peach to make it blonde. Ah, the right. blonde one is the more commonly drawn one because it's it's easier for it to be hot. It's, this is this fucking sub versus dub argument all over again. Yeah, but it's weirder this time. It's yeah. th- for some reason, like sub it's versus dub, you can understand. But then this one, it's just like, it make my pee pee hard anyway. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much weird shit about this. The uh, the the brunette that I was at, and who's the one? What's the 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 big block? The big angry block thing? Oh, because somebody made one of those. Somebody made a thwompet. Thwompet. And the, the piranha it was kind of, yeah, you know, there was like, people were just getting a bit desperate. Now, the chomp chain one was really weird. Or chain chomp. Which one is it? Chain chomp. Chain chomp. I've not seen chain chomp. I've not seen any of these yet. The chain chomp one I'm just going to go on Tumblr or something later to try and find myself a new phone background. I'm just going to be bombarded with all this shit. If you just, if you pop on the, the subreddit for our browser, you're going to learn a lot really fast. Um, <laughs> the I'm just going to be accosted with information. Quite impressed by like the little details because it's fans who are just doing this. who are just like, man, I quite like this idea. And um, they went for uh, the chain jump one. They put the, like, her bikini has, like, little chain links. I'm like, okay, that's a nice touch. That's a nice, okay. there's an artist appreciating the, the original and paying homage while also drawing massive titties. Yeah, while also drawing huge titties. But the, the, there's the discussion of the, the red hair versus blonde hair, and you're like, this doesn't matter. This so does not matter. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. nerd obsession thing, but yeah, it's like, it's sub versus dub for perverts, I guess. Yeah. I know Meg, Meg Turner, she's wading into the fray and I'm going to hazard a guess and she's going to say she's going to do the red hair because it'll be easier for her with red hair. I, uh, I'm i falling off Meg Turner. Really? Yeah, How's I don't it? know what it is. I just The last couple of times I've seen stuff from her, I'm like, meh. <laughs> Negri though nailed it. Negri uh, went I th- I balls seen, to the wall for it. Yeah, I think I've seen one of hers. Yeah, that's definitely not safe for work. Yeah. But I, I appreciate it. There's a lot of them are actually really good. A lot of the blonde biosettes that are coming out are like, damn, that's nice. But K-Bear went for the, the, the dark-skinned uh, red hair because she is uh, dark-skinned. She's yeah. like part African-American or something like that. And she rocked it. Absolutely fucking nailed the red biosette. But then you've got the blonde biosettes coming out now en masse. It's, uh, it's actually probably pretty close to the ratio of like people doing the red-haired biosette to the drawings of red-haired biosette. Like, there's a lot more of the blondes because um, obviously it looks a bit skankier, but... When it comes to the cosplayers, you're like, wow, what well, you're going for the blonde, whereas I think you probably get bonus points for red. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Meg, Meg might go for that. I don't think this has an upper limit to it. Thinking about how far logically you could take this, I don't think there is an upper limit. I think people are going to start taking other Nintendo characters. Seeing what's happen- what happens if we give Ridley the crown? What happens if we give... Fuck, what other Nintendo... What happens if we give uh, Ganondorf? Ganondorf's going to be the next one. Are you thinking that I'll one? I'll bet you a crate of whatever poison you choose that Ganondorf is going to be the next one. The next big one. I, I th- I've already seen them starting to play around with some of the other characters, and I was looking at, it was a good one for um, like Mario and uh, Bowser looking at a laptop and being like really freaked out, and then Sonic appears and goes, you guys haven't seen shit. <laughs> Sonic fan art is weird. Yeah. But yeah. Sonic fan art is a lot of Tails eating people. Actually, I think I actually saw Tails get the crown. Tails get the crown, and I don't think Sonic got it, but it was there was somebody else from that universe because the the Sonic universe just exploded into like a thousand random shitty characters. Yeah, it was weird. They they had the original Sonic Tails and Knuckles, and just thought, let's add more characters. Yeah. Let's give Sonic a Vegeta character and Shadow, and give him a weird Trunks character and Silver. 
But Shadow was okay. Shadow was Shadow like, was shitty. Don't you dare say Shadow that. was the limit. Like no, like of the of as far as the story needed to go. Yeah. Shadow having the Vegeta S character yeah. of Shadow was as far as they needed to go, and then after that it just goes like absolutely off the wall. Yeah. Let's give let's give Shadow a gun and let's have people shout, "You black hedgehog, I'll kill you." That got dark fast. Yeah, they <laughs> went in the game Shadow the Hedgehog, which you can go into any CEX up and down the country or at any part in the country because I've just found out that CEX. Is, is worldwide. Oh, right. CEX is in America. There's CEX is in Spain. <laughs> in Spaniel. Did not know this, but yeah, if you if you can go in any of those shops and pick up Shadow the Hedgehog for probably dirt cheap, if not free, because they'll probably just throw a coffee at you if you want it. Yeah. Uh, the soldiers in that game, if they catch Shadow, they say, "You black bastard." Well, all right then. Yeah, they literally <laughs> go that far. And it's not a good game at the best of times, but that just makes you think this is racist. I'm not playing this no more. Like it was, it was fine to just be a bad game, but you just stepped up to the racist level. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, that's so weird that it would go yeah. to a weird racist level. But yeah, I just I had to get Bowser out of the way because it's like the top note on my episode. My my yeah. show notes for today were just like we need to make fun of the turtle with tits. It's, it's a weird thing, but then I remembered the time that we live in and the what's currently in the zeitgeist of just gender swapping the shit out of everything everything is porn if you're brave enough yeah. <laughs> rule 34 is in full effect rule 63 as well 63 is gender bending uh, uh rule 34 I'm not, up on the, I'm not up on the rules oh there's there's thousands and it's brilliant because they keep adding more and yeah like, 4chan yeah. is an infinite wasteland of possibilities it's a, it's a chaos engine that just spits out weird stuff like yeah. this i actually want to trace because i actually i don't think it was like a 4chan thing but this this is one of the few like pop culture memes that did not start on 4chan at some point i think it was just a, an artist generated the, the concept art and then just everyone i'm taking that and i'm running yeah, with I'm, it as far as i can it's not, they're not so much running with it they're in a full sprint with this thing because they've just started it and thought fuck it i'm going to take this as far as it possibly can go some might say too far those people are not brave enough yeah the uh yeah but i sorry i you were saying you had something about comic-con yeah uh, the uh, just going back to Comic-Con, sort of wrap that bit up. Um, the third person I met was uh, Jess Harnell. Okay. A uh, voice of Wacko Warner from the Animaniacs. Huge part of my childhood. He also voiced... Uh, what the fuck's the character's name from Rick and Morty? Uh, Scary Terry. Oh, right, okay, yeah. yeah. The guy that keeps calling everyone bitch. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Freddy Krueger uh, yeah. rip-off, which, by the way, is him calling everyone a bitch is just him being Freddy Krueger. Go back and rewatch those movies. He uses no, the yeah, phrase bitch a lot. Yeah. The one bit that sticks out in my head from the Freddy Krueger movies is when he's he's possessed a television and he grabs the girl and says, Welcome to prime time, bitch! And smashes her head into the TV. Nice. That's all I remember. Because then it starts going weird after Nightmare on Elm Street 3. That's when The I Dream Warrior was amazing. I think that is the Dream Warrior. Three is Dream Warrior. And then it goes Dream Child. <laughs> yeah. Then so Dream Master. Dream Masters, uh, when it's just like, we've went too far. Yeah, we need to tie this up, then we're going to do something else. It just goes completely off the fucking rails. Yeah. The practical effects in those movies, though, are why it stands up. Yeah, so fucking good. If that had been digitised, that had been an absolute shit show. I actually watched um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban for a little bit yesterday. The best one. That holds up. Before we we left to go watch um, Insidious, The Last Key. I quite like the oh. Insidious franchise. It's really weird. Is that the it, is Insidious the series that spawned uh, sort of the Conjuring, the Nun, and yes. Annabelle and shit? Um, Insidious is the sort of main. 
Insidious is the these are all side yeah, branches. and they are actually I think they're all tied into the same world. Oh, right. I, I think it is still the same canon, and there's just different it's different aspects. I think Insidious is ghosts, but there's occasionally uh, spirits and demons get involved, um, and that's like the the red the red face man because that's how I, that's how I remember the um the Insidious franchise is the red faced guy from the first one. All right, because right. it's it's a great camera reveal. That's it's just a camera trick of the camera goes across a character's face. And behind them is the red faced demon, and that's that's the only that sticks so well in my head because it's so well pulled off that it's mm. not like a jump scare, it's a slow pan reveal. That is the power of these microphones, the fact that they're all like wired up here. Yeah, you can. I wouldn't smack the shit out of them. No, I'm not. I, you I'm could not in theory. I <laughs> just a couple of times, but I'm, I'm afraid that we've we've just had a small technical issue where I just put my hand into like the mic stand and. I didn't see shit on the lines. Yeah, but that's there's no major quakes on the. That's on hilarious. The that's amazing. That's that's. We're not using these professional equipments to like make ourselves better. We're just using them to cover up the shit show. <laughs> but the the insidious um franchise, I I associate it so much with the red guy that I'm like, wait, is it the one with the red guy? Like, yeah, the one, that one. But the uh the the last key put some twists in there that I was like, it explains a little bit of the origin of the first movie. All right. And you figure out how that all like this all snowballs because it's just ten years before or whatever, um, and it starts off with her going back to her childhood house and it explains a lot of why she was fucked up, mm. and it puts a lot more stuff in there that you're like, oh, this was a lot darker than it ever really needed to be. Yeah, but it's really it was a really good movie. Um, but we watched a bit Prisoner of Azkaban before that, and there's a lot of the effects on that really hold up. And I'm like, oh, that's practical. Uh-huh. There's the um the scene at the start where his aunt gets inflated. She starts mouthing off about Harry's mom and dad. Mm. But she's like, well, there's something wrong with the blood. You can always tell bad blood will always out, which is part of what goes on in the, the bigger Harry Potter franchise. And the, um she just starts going on about um how it's, oh, it's never really, the dad, if the dad's bad, the son will be bad. But it's always the woman. If there's a problem with the bitch, there's a problem with the pup. And Harry loses it. And she he, he magically inflates her. And I was watching her going, that looks really good. Even like the, the practical shot of her wearing like a fat suit yeah. and floating up in the air looks good. And then when she's floating away and they digitally like put her over the like English gardens at night, you're mm. like, that still looks good. Yeah. Way better than it is any right to. Yeah. Some of the transfer, I remember, because I've not seen any of the Harry Potter films in a while, but I do remember some of the transformation scenes when fuck what's his name I want to say Lucius but it's not Lucius Lupin Lupin Professor Lupin uh, Professor Lupin his transformation scene that's practical effects pretty good yeah there's a lot of it's really yeah. well there's a lot of It's. I mean that's what those are like over a decade old yeah and what was the other one we talked about we talked about the fact that uh, the Step Brothers movie is a decade old that was 2008 Step Brothers is that Will, the Will John's Farrell and John yeah. C. Riley. Um, I'm going to put my nuts on your drum, kiss, drum kit not my drum kit <laughs> And it was the nastiest like reveal of like, oh, he actually whips out a bollock and rubs it on a drum yeah. kit. You're like, well, nasty. <laughs> nasty. But yeah, uh, Comic Con. Comic Con, yeah. Uh, now I met uh, Jess Arnell, got him to sign a couple of prints. Just, again, really cool dude. Found out that he's in a band. Okay. A uh, rock band. Uh, because voice actors can mimic many types of vocal styles. It turns out that translates really, really well to music. Uh, Listen to a couple of his tracks on Spotify and it's all him doing a fucking great... Uh, James Hetfield impression, a fucking great Dave Mustaine, a lead singer from Boston doing a sort of more than, uh, more than a film type thing. Fucking really good. 
Yeah. And it, for being an almost kind of comedy parody band or a cover band. Yeah. Fucking great. What's the name? Uh, Rock Sugar. Rock Sugar. Rock okay. Sugar, yeah. Give it a go. But yeah, it, again, a really, really cool looking dude. If you looked at him, you wouldn't think that he's a voice actor because he looks like a, like a rock singer, an old metal singer. Mm. With proper long hair, glam to fuck, got shit tons of wristbands on, nice. loads of rings, and he's always got a kind of metal cowboy hat on. Like proper Dimebag Darrell. Uh, I'm going to kick myself for saying this, but they, is it Chris Abbott? No, he's the author. Paul Abbott. Yeah. The drummer that recently passed away looks kind of looks at him, but just uh, uh, quite a bit thinner without the beard. All right, long as fuck yeah, but yeah, really cool dude. Uh, that was that was kind of it for the the signings because the signings are ridiculously expensive. Yeah, how much uh, is it for a signature? For signatures for some of the voice actors, they kind of kept it realistic. It was about twenty five pound, and you got a free signature from them, which was which was pretty good. They have to make it worth their while, so understand yeah. completely. And some of the other voice actors, they had uh, merchandise with them, like the t-shirt that I'm wearing just now, Retro Replay. Uh, oh, yeah, that's... Troy uh, Baker, Troy Baker. And, no- and Nolan North, they were bringing the t-shirts to sell. I didn't have to pay for it, though. Oh, nice. I'll get to that story in a bit. Uh, and they had these on and said, right, what we're going to do is uh, for £50, you're going to get two signatures and you're going to get a t-shirt with that. That's so, cool. Yeah. And they were willing to do that. But then if you went over to see some of the Walking Dead guys, they were upwards of £50 just for the signature alone. The Walking Dead isn't even a good show. I don't yeah. even know who watches um, it anymore. The main bad guy, or I don't even know if he's the main bad guy, but one of the bad guys in the show, King Ezekiel. Right. His actor was there, a guy named uh, Carrie Payton, who's done a lot of uh, voice actor uh, voice acting as well. Right. So I was thinking about meeting him, maybe get him to sign something from Teen Titans, because he played Cyborg in Teen Titans. But uh, I thought, I'll maybe go and see him. Then I went and seen the prices. It was 75 quid just for a fucking signature. Jesus. And I thought, who the fuck would actually pay that? Then I walked past their their line and Carrie Payton's was doubled back on itself, the amount of people that were there. And I just thought, who the fuck is paying 150 quid to get two things signed? Fucking ridiculous. That's just horrific. It is fucking horrendous. But yeah, I mean, I, d- I did get to meet Carrie Payton, but I didn't pay for it. Because <laughs> all the voice actors, they were kind of wandering around at one point just seeing who was at all, each other's booths and uh, Jess Arnell was taking ages to get back to his booth and Carrie Payton just showed up and went, hey guys, I'm Jess Arnell, how's it going? Just like, like screwing with the crowd. And he was sitting, sitting chatting away to the guy and he said, oh, I caught your panel yesterday, it was really funny. He went, oh, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it, we weren't sure how that was going to go over. And I went, no, it was great. Because um, some of the voice actors that were there, they'd done a, a panel called Twisted Tunes. Yeah. Where they, they get a movie script, because they were in Scotland, they'd done Braveheart. Right. <laughs> and what they do is uh, each voice actor will get multiple parts, and within that, they can do whatever voice they can for that part. So you'll get Jess Harnell doing William Wallace as Scary Terry. Right. You'll get <laughs> Troy Baker doing uh, Longshanks as Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Or uh, The Princess as Jeff Goldblum, which was fucking hysterical. <laughs> Troy Baker's Jeff Goldblum impression is the funniest fucking thing I've seen this month. This year. Maybe. Yeah. It is spot on. He gets the mannerisms. He's got the voice there. Fucking great. If that's that spawned a thing. Like that was a something. It was like old Disney voice actors, like from early days, of like Mickey Mouse or something. Did like a, a script and did it all as like different characters yeah. and weird, like weird, like slightly not offensive stuff, but like more edgy yeah. teenage comedy stuff. And it was just like an old Disney movie, and it just it became like a viral clip. And now that's just like yeah. a standard thing. It that's cons the thing. Them. Yeah, it's uh, the the guy who runs it is a guy called Jeff Zanini. He runs the Twisted Tunes show i guess i think that'd be the right word for it and he'll tour uh, different cons he'll take voice actors that are at the con 
and as you say, right, we're going to run through a uh, Star Wars is one of the one of the most famous ones. They recorded that at Emerald City Comic Con in two thousand and twelve. I think actually that's the original one. Is it was Disney yeah. characters doing Star Wars? Yeah, and it was they had Billy West, John DiMaggio, Tara Strong. Um, I want to say uh, Kevin Michael Richardson was there doing doing some parts. They had a fuck ton of really really good voice actors, and they just thought, right, John DiMaggio, you're going to do. Darth Vader as Bender from Futurama. Tara Strong, you're going to do... Uh, what was it? You're going to do Princess Leia, but you're going to do it as uh, Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> and all the way through it, you get the sense that uh, particularly Billy West was just like, this is fucking dumb. It's never going to take off. Cut to 2014 when he's doing three different shows across three different cons because he thought, people like this. I'm going to keep fucking doing it. It works. Yeah, it works really well. And then uh, when you've got who was it was on the panel? You had Carrie Payton from uh, Walking Dead. You had Jeremy Shader, who was a uh, Finn the Human from Adventure Time. Okay. You had Jess Arnell. Uh, you had Troy Baker, Nolan North, and a guy called Ross Marquand. Don't he, think I've heard of him. He's on The Walking Dead. Uh, he's got his part in The Walking Dead. He was also Red Skull in Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Because the guy's an expert impressionist. So he picked up on... Hugo Weaving's voice as Red Skull in the original because Hugo Weaving is done. He's yeah. not coming back as Red Skull. So he reprised the role doing a sort of new take on the character but still kind of taken from the old one. Yeah. And he was there just doing impressions. Like he was firing off a fucking amazing uh, Ewan McGregor impression. He had a fucking fantastic Michael Caine impression. Uh, good Al- His Al Pacino one had me in fucking stitches. Yeah. But this was an hour... They read for about an hour and ten minutes, and I think they got through twenty minutes of the movie. Oh yeah, just because they were fucking around so much. Uh, I said Jeff Goldblum playing uh, Troy Baker. Jeff Goldblum doing the princess part was the fucking highlight. It was absolutely outstanding. If you if you can go on YouTube and just type in Twisted Tunes and make your way through the playlist of videos that's on there, you will not be disappointed. It is a fucking laugh. It's it's because it works. It's just you. All you need is. A couple of people who've got a couple of different characters in the. You know, I mean, you talk about Kevin Michael Richardson, that guy could probably knock out like half the Star Wars script with funny voices. Yeah. But if you have like four or five of those people and they're all, you know, they're into it and they're all up for it and they've you know, maybe they've pre read it, they've got a couple of ideas they want to just throw yeah. in there, I think you could, you know, it's, it makes sense that it's a good show that people will yeah. line up to see. I kind of want to see more of it though. Like, I, I'm going to now watch Twisted Tunes on YouTube. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth a watch. Clear. Say about five to six hours because there's some really really good ones and there's ones that run for about three hours. All right. That are splitting them multiple parts and the the convention halls have just let them run. They've set back other panels just to let these guys just keep talking. It works. Yeah. It works pretty fucking well. Curious to know though, you said you got that retro replay shirt. Yeah. But you didn't pay for it. Got it for free. Because uh, we, <laughs> we went to the went to the panel and it was uh, Troy Baker and Nolan North. They've had this show retro replay and it's been going for I think about a year. Mm-hmm. And it's just them. Uh, Troy Baker will introduce the game because he's he's the gamer at the two. Nolan North doesn't really play many games, despite voicing a fuck ton of characters in games. Yeah, uh, Troy that Baker, guy might actually just be too busy to play video games. Yeah, probably the yeah. guy does a lot. But uh, Troy Baker will introduce a classic video game. Like the what they, what they played live when I was there was uh, the original Prince of Persia on 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 uh, NES. Okay, and they played that through an emulator so that they could have unlimited lives and shit because they die a lot. Yeah. Prince Pressure, like, early one was not fucking around. No, you had 50 minutes to complete the whole game. Damn. Because the, the, the plot point of that game is uh, the 
royal vizier slash evil magician Jafar, with two Fs, because I don't want to get sued by Disney, uh, has kidnapped the princess or some crap, and you and she's going to be killed within 50 minutes. So you have to make your way through the dungeon, which you've been locked in, kill all the guards, and get to her within 50 minutes. You're, you're lucky if you can get through four levels in 50 minutes. The game's fucking solid. You just need to crit past the whole game and get to the right point. Jeez. Yeah. And then you've got two people who don't know what they're doing yeah, you've in front of a live audience. Yeah. Troy Baker, I think he finished it, but Nolan Office just kind of, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I'm playing this with a keyboard. I'm not playing this with a NES controller. <laughs> playing this with a full QWERTY fucking keyboard. And it, it was just fun to watch him shout at people. And <laughs> one, woman tr- one woman kept trying to take his photograph when he was trying to concentrate and the flash was going off. And he just turned to her and went, I know I'm not went to, sw- went to swear, but fucking stop taking my picture right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they opened up the floor to questions. Uh, the, Troy was doing kind of trivia questions asking like oh in this episode I called Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins this name what was the name I called him and he was uh, giving it free t-shirts based on that and then Nolan did a bit and he was saying guys uh, anybody want to recommend any games and they were just kind of passing forward and I thought right they've probably played this already but I'm going to I'm going to try it anyway I said how about you just play Mega Man 2 and he went cool and just lobbed a t-shirt at me nice <laughs> I was like sweet I don't have to pay 25 quid to get a t-shirt anymore save myself some money <laughs> but the uh they gave me the wrong size. And they went, oh, we'll get you a large. And she went, all right, cool, I'll just go and grab you a large. And I went, well, what did I do with the medium then? And the girl, there was a girl sitting in front of me. She just went, can I have that? I went, sure, I'm not going yeah. <laughs> to, it's not going to fit me. Then she proceeded to break into tears because she was a huge uh, Troy Baker fan. All right. She's been trying to get his attention all day. So I thought, I kind of feel good about that. But now she's in hysterics because I feel kind of shit about that. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's like, it's weird one. I'm glad you're good. happy, but I'm really weirded out that you're this happy. Yeah, you're this happy tissue. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a t-shirt. Like, uh, yeah. you know that this is just a t-shirt, yeah, this right? Is not, this is not symbolic. You better not be showing up at mine, my door or Troy Baker's door. <laughs> just going, I still have the t-shirt. And squeaking your face across my glasses. <laughs> I still dragging the face across the screen just hello <laughs> I found you just tapping my window with a blunt knife you thought I couldn't find you but I did <laughs> I made this for you and it's just a bloody sign scene thank you oh no 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 oh no bad juju bad, bad juju, juju. <laughs> yeah uh, no that was that was the good parts of Comic Con the bad parts of Comic Con for me and it's the it's always the bad part of Comic Con every time I go is that you always get the people you always get two types of people at a convention that really, really piss me off. Uh, you get the people who dress up as either Deadpool, they dress up as Joker or Harley Quinn or any other kind of eccentric out there character and think they can just do whatever the fuck they want because they're in character. I literally had a Joker and Harley Quinn stand either side of me because I had a Batman t-shirt on. The Harley Quinn stood on my foot with fucking stilettos on and the Joker kept grabbing my beard and at one point, they said, oh, well, you're boring. I'm going to walk away. And I went, you better fucking walk away. And they went, you talking to me? The, the Harley Quinn looked visibly fucking terrified because I went from kind of, oh, this is a bit of a joke to get the fuck away from me. And I turned to the Joker and went, if Con Security wasn't here, I'd be throwing you across the fucking hall. You do not act like that. Yeah. This is just because you're dressed as a Joker doesn't mean you have carte blanche to be a cunt. Yeah. Remember, I mean, there's, there's the line, yeah. cosplay is not consent. Do yeah. not fuck around with that stuff. That goes other way. Remember, it's about personal space, privacy, yeah. and your your comfort at the con. Yeah. Going up if you grab somebody's beard, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even like kind of like I'm the way I'm kind of I'm just lightly ta- like straggling my beard right now. They were fingers into my beard. Yeah. And I'm getting. I'm a very patient person at the most of the time. At the best of times, I don't mind. If I, I'm all for physical contact if I know the person. Yeah. 
or even if I don't know the person, or if it's funny, or if it's yeah, like if, if it's for if it's for a laugh, or yeah. I don't know the person and they seem okay, don't mind that. But if you're a dick and you're getting inside my bubble, yeah, I might snap. Don't yeah, don't ever remember. Don't, it's don't it's about you're there for the con. You're there yeah, for have fun. entertainment, fun. It's enjoyable. You know, it should be for it everyone. Should be, it should be a safe space. And how often is it you get to walk down the street and see, oh, dude, there's someone dressed as my character from Smash Bros. I'm gonna get a photo with that guy. Yeah. Enjoy it while it's there. Just don't be a dick because you're dressed as Deadpool and you think you can shove a katana up someone's ass. Yeah, that's you know it's the the classic gibberfish motto of don't be a dick. Yeah, just don't be a dick. Yeah, I just I don't get these people who'd step into a situation like Con and say it's time to just ruin stuff. Yeah. And the second thing that pisses me off, and it's it's becoming more and more uh, prevalent in the conventions, despite many many objections to it, is the free hug sign. Right, no objections to the free hug signs. When people go up to you and go free hug, and you go yeah, sure, come here, I'll give you a hug. I like, I like your costume. It's, it, really it's, it's it's funny, yeah. It's fun, and it's, it's it can be a little kind of heart heartwarming moment when you see some guy dressed as one of the best ones I've seen was a little girl. Uh, she was dressed as Wonder Woman. Yeah, and she was holding up a sign saying free hug, and uh, a, a Batman cosplayer who had the fucking costume nailed. Yeah really good Batman costume and I wonder Woman just thought yeah come on this eight year old girl yeah we'll give, we'll give her a hug that's really cool it's a miniature Justice League thing but when you get people your size yeah who have no concept of personal hygiene who just come up and don't even ask you do you want a free hug and just come up and bear hug you that's when I almost snap again because A you smell horrible personal Deod- hygiene is not deodorant yeah. at Comic Con I'm going to make a stall at Comic Con just selling tins of links yeah. Tins of off brand or Poundland deodorant and just go, right, you need this. You need perfume. Because people have no fucking concept of personal hygiene. You're in a hot, almost un- unair conditioned hall for six to eight hours a day mm. over the weekend. You're going to sweat. Some people are in latex costumes. You're going to sweat. Just top up the deodorant, top up the aftershave every two to three hours. Make yourself smell fresh. Take yeah. the costume off for a bit and let the air in. And that is, that is like, Personal hygiene is not optional. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, if you're out in public, personal hygiene... If you're, like, sitting at home, you're going to just slum it out for a couple of days, fine. No worries. Yeah. You can go 48 hours or whatever without a shower or a bath. That's not an issue. Yeah. You're I at a con. You're walking around. We have we have standards. Yeah, but I know. if you're at a con, you're walking around Glasgow. I mean, the cons are never actually, like, anywhere near public transport. There's normally, like, a half a mile to a mile walk. Yeah. Unless generally. you grab the, you know, the, the underground or whatever. Yeah. But you, it's still... It's a bit of a walk. And yeah. you're walking in a full... Uh, the one that I seen was a full cloud strife costume. Yeah. From not the the jumpsuits or uh, dungarees things that he wore in Final Fantasy Seven. I'm talking about the full belts, one sleeve cut off Final Fantasy Seven adventure in costume. Everything's black leather, you're gonna yeah. sweat like shit. With the full sword on her back. But you're gonna be sweating I was gonna say sweating your tits off, but you're gonna be sweating your fucking socks off because you're carrying about this much shit. Yeah. I mean, personal hygiene is not optional these things. If you are a fan of our show and you are going to cons just, like, stinking up the room, just think about it. Yeah, just, just think w- about it. Would you like to meet you like that? Yeah. If would you, you like to go into a room of other people that are just excited to be there, all like-minded people, would you like to be the one guy stinking out the room? And it's something that gets the nerd community a lot of flack. Yeah. And it's like when you say, oh, do you want to come to a con? And someone goes, no, it's going to smell bad. Yeah. And you can't say no to that. You can't be like... You're, you're, yeah, I'm yeah. going to work over the smell to enjoy the con. Like, yeah. that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not going to be that dick that's just walking about with, you know, something covering my face like a scarf and just spraying people. Because that's, that's a cunty thing to do. Yeah, that's as bad as 
being the free hugs guy who yeah. stinks like deal or stinks like yeah. cheese. It's ridiculous. And you also get the people who do the, the human totem pole free hugs. It happens it's happened to me every fucking year that I've went to Comic Con. You get people that are on on each other's shoulders. They're usually about two, maybe three high, depending on how big they are. Yeah. Just come up and go free hugs and just like, right, if I hit you, you're gonna fall and you're gonna hurt your neck. So I cannot do anything in this situation. I just need to accept the free hug and grimace. Yeah. And they always I am a fucking despiser of the lingering hug. When people I'm a ten second at most hugger. Just that's a long 10 seconds that's, lot, that, that's at most that's a push yeah right? I'm, I'm over three seconds I mean since we've been in high school we've always done the kind of bro hug right? yeah Han, like handshake then bump shoulders that's all we've ever done I'll do that no problem but it's the people that come in and just you know, bear hug and just lean into you and just start going no let's let's just get into it just enjoy the hug I'm like okay getting angry now <laughs> yeah that, that, that's <laughs> like a, drop the elbow on your head that, that's an emotional support hug that's like Dude, sorry, your dog just died. Yeah, that's that. Te- if we're hugging for ten seconds, that's what's happened. Like someone, yeah. that's something serious has gone down. That's yeah. the only reason. I'd, like the last time I hugged somebody like that, they moved back to Australia. Yeah, that's it. This is as close as I can get to yeah. that needing to hug for ten seconds. The last time I gave someone that kind of emotional long hug was at their grandparents' funeral. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind of like I'm here for you if you need me, but it's a convention get your sweaty ass away from me yeah it's gonna mean something it's not lol i have a free hug sign so random (laughs) just lol i'm so unique even though there's 12 other people around you in the immediate fucking area and the things that you want to be unique would you mind actually trying to be unique would you mind trying to be an individual i mean it's not that difficult it's not that difficult i need to not be a dick any other stories from the con yeah no i met some some really good people out of the the comic-con all the comic-cons i've been to it still hasn't bet that initial that initial Comic Con that I went to just because I met two really, really awesome voice actors. Uh, I met DC Douglas who voiced Wesker for Resident Evil. That's a good one. Fucking really good. It's a big one for you as well. Yeah, really cool dude. I am really happy to just sit and chat away. Uh, and Veronica not Veronica Taylor, Courtney Taylor, who voiced Ada Wong in Resident Evil. Again, pretty big for me. Yeah. Uh, she's voiced a whole fucking host of other things, probably a few animes and stuff thrown in there. But yeah. Really big thing, and they were both on the free line, so I didn't have to wait in there. I just literally walked up and said, Ah, could you sign this copy of my Resident Evil 5 walkthrough? So I was happy to do it. Yeah, and uh, it was quieter back then because it's getting more and more notoriety the, sort of the the longer it goes on. So I think next year they're probably going to have to expand into three, maybe four halls in the event campus just because it's getting that big. I hope they do because it's, it's nice to have that geeky convention, and I mean. It was the week it was the week before mm. it was rtx london which was rooster's one that they do and they do one in austin they do one in australia they do one in london and there's something about sitting on the outside of those and looking in like the the jealousy you have is just unreal you're watching mm. it going, if i could just be there yeah, and the fact that there's one just down the road is good because yeah. glasgow is not that far i mean yeah it's a 20 quid train ticket for yeah, two, like two, two days something, something like that yeah. But what, what uh, most people do, especially if they live out in this kind of area, is they just book a hotel for the for the weekend. Yeah. Hotel's not going to cost you that much. If you get in early enough, you can get the booking sorted fairly quickly. And what they'll do is they'll just hit the convention centre for the weekend and just jump back to the hotel. I mean, make the drinking. most out of it. I mean, yeah. you're in Glasgow. I mean, that con's only going to last until 6, 8. You said 8. Yeah. It stayed open until 8, but not yeah. at 6. And most of them, usually they close at about 6, maybe Six o'clock on the Saturday, five o'clock on the Sunday. Yeah, I just, I just say go for it, enjoy yeah, the city, a, make a weekend of it, yeah. make a weekend of it. Plenty to do and maybe uh, change your costume. It's a yeah. bit weird to go, you maybe know, five guys. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring a change of clothes because 
one thing I don't get is people that go on public transport as a character. I get it. Fair enough. You maybe not have enough time to change. Maybe you're just you're maybe you're just so proud of the costume. Yeah. But you're a braver man or woman than I. I don't be fair though. I think going it'd be through funny. Glasgow in full Mario costume. I know. There, there was one that like if I if I could do it, I'd pro- if I had the balls to do it, I probably would. Yeah. Just for shit and giggles, be like, oh, check me out. I'm, I'm Gajiel on the train. Yeah, I'm just hanging out as an anime character on the train. Sup? <laughs> it's gonna be the nerdiest thing ever. Yeah. And you know you're gonna end up on a Reddit. Thread. Yeah, like probably. The neck beard, just neck beard things is pretty good for that. Like randomly, like we found this guy in cosplay on a fucking train. What is he doing? <laughs> what That's that guy is doing though is living his best life. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Go no, for it. Absolutely. It's I mean, it's, it takes up a, a level of confidence that I'm not at. Just I, as long as you go, just wear deodorant. Yeah, just wear deodorant. Bring fucking deodorant with you. Bring aftershave. Bring a roll-on deodorant that you can just. Look. It's not going to take up any space in your bag. Yeah. It's not going to take up any space in your pocket. Just pack that with you and you'll be fine. You will smell fresh. You will not piss off anybody. Yeah. I um, I just, uh, we actually talked about, like, I mentioned Five Guys there. I've had a long-running thing about Five Guys. It's a burger place. I don't know if you've been oh, there yeah, before. Oh, yeah, I've been a few times. It's good. It's good. It's expensive. It's yeah, good. that's the thing that got me because I was, I went there because somebody was bigging it up for ages mm. and went, I've been twice or something, but I was like, yes, it's good. You get a good burger out there. Yeah. It's not 20 quid good. No, definitely not. It's not a twenty pound burger. If I can go down, if we go, to, we leave right now. We can go down to pubs in Linlithgow. We can get one of those big double stack burgers with like several different yeah, layers yeah. of stuff. I know the pub that you're talking about. It's not that. It's not a good burger. I know, but like you can go out yeah, and get you, you can get a che- decent get burger for, for like twelve yeah. ninety five or whatever. Yeah. If I go and pay twenty pound for a burger, this burger better be the best thing. Yeah, this you've burger ever had. better rip my teeth out because of how good it is. I don't want to yeah. eat another burger if I'm paying twenty quid for it. Yeah, uh, this is this would better be my only burger that I'm having for the next three yeah. weeks because it, that like this should be perfect. I want to pick bits of this burger out of my teeth for the next six months. I should be trying to replicate this burger at home yeah. with different cooking utensils, being like, "How do they do it?" And it's just, <laughs> it's not twenty pound good. There's a yeah. level, and it was the IT guy at work came and was like, "You had uh, five guys at the weekend," and I went all out and I went over every just about every top and we got the big fries, yada yada yada. Yeah. It was good. It was expensive though. I'm like, yeah, that's what I've been telling you because he's the only one who's been bigging it up for so long. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's not £20 good. There's a yeah. difference. I think I had a similar reaction because I went up. I'm not a big toppings person. Yeah. If anything, I might go cheese. But I'm more of a kind of give me the double the double burger. Yeah. Give me some tomato sauce on it. That's all I want on it. I'm not a, not a big toppings guy. That's, that's like, that's almost kind of like a waste of experience for me because I'm like, give me the jalapenos, give me the lettuce, give me the onions, give the full thing. Yeah, I mean, I push, I might go lettuce, tomatoes, but I'm not a fan of onions and you know I can't eat jalapenos because I have an old man's stomach. Yeah. I have a fucking terrible tolerance for spice of any kind of degree. But I think I went up with, I think I went up with 20 quid. I got a large drink. I got a decent, I think I got a medium fries and I got the burger with lettuce, tomato. Uh, I think I got, they were debuting some kind of special five guy sauce, which was like some kind of mayonnaise ketchup thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, fucking chuck that on. And I handed over the 20 quid note and I think I got three quid back and I went, uh, excuse me. Where, where's the rest where's of it? Where's the rest of my money? I've, I bought a burger, chips and a drink and I have no money left. What the fuck is this? And he went, oh, that's just how much it costs. Try ordering, there's some of them have beer. Yeah, all of them. Try have ordering beer. the beer from there. It's the most expensive bottle of Budweiser oh. you're ever going to get. What bugs me is the one that I've been to five guys, I think three times. All three times I've been there, it's been through in Brayhead Arena in Glasgow, the big shopping centre through there. Yeah. If I've been at a convention or something through there, or I've been through in Glasgow, just swung by there. And it's always been this ridiculously pretty, I think she's a 22-year-old Canadian girl. 
and you can't shout her. She's <laughs> very nice. She's too happy. <laughs> she's very nice, and she loves her job clearly because she's she's always going to she. Whenever you take she takes all the shows, she's like, "I'll be right with you, sir. You can you can go and get your drinks now. I'll ring you when it's ready." And you're just ah, oh, you love your job. Or, or she's very, very close to being fired and is faking it really yeah. well. Or the antidepressants are working very, very effectively. Yeah. You can't shout at them because you've got no money left. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you took my money. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, I um. I well, think one thing you, I did yeah. discover this year was a brisket. All right. I cannot go back. Yeah. Brisket and um, what the fuck's name? I can't remember because we got it in little, and I thought again I can't go back. It's it's not. It's kind of like brisket. It's not. It's not corned beef. Is it pastra- uh, pastrami? Oh, you've just discovered just pastrami. Discovered pastrami. Man, I feel bad for you. Like you've and lived I, this long with pastrami. Tell me about it, dude. I just I can't go back. No, Normal about these sandwiches. sandwiches are, uh, they they don't cut it anymore. I, I just I don't know how long it's been. Like I, the salami, pepperoni stuff like that has always been just part of like yeah. that's just sandwich meat for me. Yeah, I, it's always been. Like pastrami, I've always loved a chicken and pastrami, uh, chicken and salami sandwich. Yeah, just like thick cut chicken, bit of mayonnaise, chucking some lettuce tomatoes with the salami. Fantastic! But yeah, go for it. Make yourself a damn sandwich. Yeah, son. make yourself a manwich. Manwich. A manwich. But yeah, pastrami just opened up this whole new avenue of delectable lunch meats. There is an lunch air is of never <laughs> fucking boring to me now. <laughs> There's an air of wonder in your voice. It's amazing. Because <laughs> literally, when it was that kind of, I took it out the packet because it was. It was in Lidl, I think it was, £1.80 for half a pound of it, almost a full pound of meat. Mm-hmm. And just, I took it out of the packet, I thought, oh, it smells kind of peppery, it smells pretty good. Put it in my mouth and it was just kind of, holy shit, <laughs> where has this been all my fucking life? The prophecy, the it prophecy. has been fulfilled. And we shall call it pastrami. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, just, it's just fun to see people experiment with food. Like, I, I love, yeah. cooking is just part of yeah. it's the, the family for me. Yeah. And it's, it, as I think we've said it before on this podcast, yeah. is that learn to cook if you're, especially if you're a guy, like the idea that yeah. guys can't cook is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. I mean, I was a chef for three years and the, what tipped me over the edge towards leaving the job was the fact that I never cooked anything adventurous, despite changing the menu a few times. Yeah. It was always the same fish and chips, steak pie, lentil soup, chips and cheese. It was always the same pub food. Yeah. And we changed the menu. Me and the former, the head chef, I think, moved on to a new job just after I left, not, or not too long after I left. We changed the menu. We put some new adventurous things on there. We put a sort of southern fried chicken burger, but with um, chili flakes to it. Okay. Just a sort of nice crispy batter on it. We made a, a... We started using bubble chips. I don't know what the fuck they were to anybody else, but it was some kind of weird bubbled... Oh, it's like air pops. Yeah, it was yeah. weird, but they tasted great. And uh, we started doing stuff like salt and pepper chicken wings, and we trialed the menu for a week and nobody pushes the boat out and you don't get to make interesting meals and then we've tried right that's going to be too fancy how about we reel it back a bit how about we start doing other things like uh, we'll do ham and cheese stuffed fish cakes we'll do uh, chicken kievs we showed the owner of the new menu and they went look boys i appreciate that you're trying to revitalize the menu you're trying to put new shit out there you're in bonus (laughs) nobody wants this fancy shite that you're trying to put out and at that point, I said, owner, because I can't remember his fucking name, it's fucking Kievs. I've, I used <laughs> to eat these when I was younger, Yeah. after school. They're not fucking fancy. How about, can we not just put them out? No, folk want chips and cheese. They want soup. They want steak pie. Like, can we at least make good <laughs> soup and steak pie and fish and chips other than the canned shit that you tell us to put out? 
No, mate, we'll keep it simple. Fuck. <laughs> I think that's the business versus creativity there. Yeah, I think it was just this business, their business was failing even at the time because the pub that I used to work at has changed hands three times since I left. Yeah. And I think it was just, they knew they were running out of money and thought, fuck it, we're just going to stick with the tin shit. Yeah. Then just eventually try and make some money off of it. I think they just want to keep it simple, keep it streamlined. Yeah. And then we had, um, because this week we had uh, Macmillan Cancer Coffee Morning, which is for helping raise money for Macmillan Cancer uh, nurses who are, you know, phenomenal. They're like, I've unfortunately had to use their services. Hmm. Uh, My little brother was treated, but Macmillan was part of his treatment and Mm. they are phenomenal. They're great people. Yeah. And uh, it takes a lot of of energy to do that work. And part of their, like, fundraising is this coffee morning where everyone just, you bring what you want to make yeah and you all kind of contribute to one big meal and everyone chips in for charity and stuff like that and we raise a ton of money for it every year just through like everyone brings something mm. people get like weirded out when you're like yeah i'm, I'm gonna bring pulled pork like, what pulled but pork is delicious god damn it i know but you're like people are like you can make that and like, yeah it's easy yeah just slam that shit in a slow cooker let it cook for six hours so they literally just tap it and it falls apart. Yeah, get the sauce right and you're fine. Yeah, like just get no a good smoky barbecue sauce and nah, go North Carolina. North Carolina. Vinegar. If it's got spice in it, you can fuck off. It's a lot of spice. Oh, right. It's a lot of vinegar. You actually I'm not a fan of vinegar. You soak it in a mix of cider and malt vinegar. So it's fifty fifty. Um there's a lot of brown sugar in there and then there is uh, I use you should be using like cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh I was going a bit softer on this one because like I know that somebody was bringing a kid. Like that kid's gonna go, oh cool, ham, and then go and try and eat it, and I'm like, I don't want to kill a kid. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> don't want to melt a kid's tongue off. Yeah, you don't want to be responsible for a kid sweating from the eyeballs. He's going, oh, I tried the pulled pork that the bald man's brought, and now I'm dying. Yeah, um, because I, I normally make it, and I put in uh tons of cayenne pepper, and then uh, but haven't because it's supposed to be um, what's it called? Fuck, Tabasco sauce. Hmm. I go Dave's insanity sauce. That alone just made me need to go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um the, the mention of hot sauce just made me, oh wait, I'm going to shit myself, you better. I, I love that stuff, the way it effervesces in the mouth when you eat it. Yeah. And you're like, oh yes, there it is. But I, I'm like, I'll chuck tons of that stuff in because a lot of it cooks off because mm. you're slow cooking. So it's like, you got to get it in there. So I just, I kept it simple, kept it with Tabasco and uh, paprika instead of cayenne pepper just to make it a bit sweeter. Yeah, and, give it a little uh, bit of a tang, but nothing that's going to blow your head off. Because that, I'm really worried at some point somebody's going to realise how... Because somebody asked me that once, so we've, we get, like, lunches on certain days. We do, like, a free lunch every Friday, just you know, organise it within the lab. Yeah. And we um, we ordered in stuff from a place that did, like, uh, oh, what you call them? Pakora. Right. And there was a Pakora sauce there. And somebody asked me, is this hot? And I went, my scale on that is wrong. <laughs> I am a broken person. I will go for the hottest shit. And I'll go, Scotch bonnets is one of the ones that I'm really getting into right now. Mm. Scotch bonnet sauces, oh, so good. <laughs> and uh, I just, I was like, you don't want to ask me that? Because last night I had a lot of, uh, I think it was like a, like a Jamaican pepper, like I had ghost pepper um, sauce and made like kind of Jamaican chicken or something like that. Mm. And I was like, you, you don't want to know what I think is hot. Like, uh, you, this pakora sauce is not hot, but at the same time, I'm worried that I'm off calibration. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, yeah, you're fine. Go for it. And they're like, this hurts. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, they're just sweating from everywhere. It's everyone. pakora sauce. It's not bad. <laughs> and you figure, I, I figured out how to make pakora sauce this year. It's basically just diluted tomato sauce with herbs in it. Yeah. 
It's not hard to make. Yeah, there's a little couple of spicy peppers in there, and yeah. you're good. Yeah, good. you don't have to worry about it. I mean, I've actually did one shift at a, a a fast food place, and I had to do like pouring out the pakora sauce. It's a weird consistency to it when you're pouring it out. Yeah, because it's it's cold, so it's like it's because they're storing it in fridges because it's food, and just as you're pouring it out, it's like syrup. You know, like, hmm. that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, okay. that's not right. <laughs> So when the mayonnaise comes out like syrup, it's already like, that's oh, really no. not good. <laughs> what is wrong with this? There's something clearly wrong with this ingredient. Yeah. It's not bad until somebody goes, no, that's the milk. Oh, God. <laughs> Why is it chunky? <laughs> oh, you ever throw away chunky milk? Yep. Oh, that's bad. When Fucking you, horrible. I, I left. I was away for a couple of days and didn't come back to the house and went, oh, yeah, that milk's out of date. And then realized, oh, wait, that milk was just out of date when I left. Oh, God. Ew! It's looking at me. Uh. You're just like pouring it down the toilet, like flush, 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 flush. <laughs> hit the button, hit the button, hit the button. It won't go away quick enough. I actually wanted to ask you um, about if you'd seen it. I just it broke pretty much uh, Friday night. Machine head have broken up. Yeah, I did see that. I was kind of disappointed, but at the huh? same time, Machine Head have always been a very, very hit or miss band for me. Yeah, they've got again. They've got a couple of face meltingly good tracks. A couple of yeah. real fucking belters. The Blackening is untouchable. Yeah, the Blackening is a fucking great album. But I, I got into them um, after the Locust, uh, because the, there was a track "Suffer Unto the Locust." Yeah, that was a great. That album. was phenomenally good. Like great chugging riff, but like yeah, just a real good face melting track. But um, and yeah, they just they've had on and off years, and people are like, it doesn't matter. The last couple albums have been shit. No, yeah. the last couple albums have been pretty good. Uh, been okay. Um, it got a bit preachy on catharsis. There was a lot of like anti-drug messaging yeah. stuff in there. There was a lot of like weird mixed messaging as well. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but the fact that they could play with their own styles and mm. would change it up is great. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but there's a lot of people. You know, it doesn't matter. They weren't good. And like, no, they they were good. Yeah, they, they were pretty good. They were still. They were one of the sort of pioneers pioneers of early sort of nineties two thousands metal. Yeah, they were one of the bands that I I could quite comfortably recommend to someone who's just trying to get into heavy metal. Yeah, but it's, it'll be sad to see them go, but at the same time, it's one of those decisions that I can respect because you want to go out on a high, or you want to go out when it's you want to go out at the right time. You don't want to overstay your welcome, and I think. Maybe if they'd done a couple more albums, they were going to get to that stale point. I, uh, by the by, the looks of things, they were never going to get that far. Hmm. Um, if you've actually read up, if you watched the ten minute video of Rob Flynn, um, explaining what's going on, hmm. it's it's weird though because it, there's a running joke of if you're ever in the YouTube community, you have to do a serious video. You need to start with oh, a camera to... pointed at an empty couch. You come on and you just sit down and you go. <sighs> I have a confession to make, guys. We got to talk. Yeah, it's bad stuff, and uh, I'm not happy about it. That happened. Rob oh, Flynn did that. Jesus, Christ. and I was like, it's like, wait, this just isn't a. Th-. And I was thinking about it. It's like, if you have to have a serious conversation, that clear-headed, like taking that first breath and just saying, right, okay, here we here we go. Here's the here's the tough talk, kids. Um, that, like it works, but at the same time, like it's such a cliche. I was like, wait, Rob Flynn does this now. What what is going on here? Um, but yeah, he's he's taking the blame entirely on himself. Really? Yeah. Um. He's basically just saying I I'm a bit too controlling. I have like an iron fist on this band, and they are not happy with it, and so they've decided they're gonna leave. But in a very classy move, they're doing a they're, they're doing they're finishing the tour because yeah. they've got another twenty five dates hmm. in America. I'm like, ah, shit. Of course it's in America. Yeah. It's like when before the dawn broke up, and they're like, oh, we're doing our last tour in Asia. 
<laughs> you're a Finnish metal band. Please do a European tour. Um, but yeah, they're they're finishing up their, their tour dates, and he's saying so after that we don't know what's going on. Yeah, because two two members are confirmed to have left. He said that there's another guy who may be leaving. He, they're not sure, but the band, as we know it, is effectively over, and we might see another like a re- redoing of the band. I just I hope he goes to do something else. Yeah, I kind of hope that they leave Machine Head as is. I, I hope they just kind of think right, we've done everything that we can with this band. We're going to move on to something fresh. We're going to yeah. move on to something new. But I know I know for a fact it's probably not going to be that way. I think they're just going to try and rehash it again in a few years time which will be a shame yeah but the, the way they're talking about it is like this the last tour is going to be the um a tribute to machine heads work thus far hmm. and that that's they're going to celebrate the band with the best lineup they say look this is the best machine heads ever been hmm. um with this current lineup and we're going to celebrate that on the way out you know, ah, fuck but i just hope that means that because i'll tune in for rob flynn's next band i'm up for that I yeah. think majority of people are just. I think you're right. Just put Machine Head down. Yeah. Don't try and relaunch Machine Head with a new bunch of uh, musicians because it won't end well. Yeah. I think you get deliberate backlash on using the Machine Head name. Yeah. I think that's what Killswitch Engage should have done when Howard was booted out. Yeah. I think they should have just left all the good work that they've done with a Howard Jones led Killswitch Engage as it was and just say, right, we're going to continue, but as, was it Times of Grace? Um, you had Adam D. Uh, I was Adam D. and Jesse Leach. They done. T- they had their band Times of Grace. They had the first record was Strength in Numbers. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, it was a good. It was, was a good record, but the only problem is they then decided this is just Kill Switch Engage. Why don't we just get you back into Kill Switch Engage? Yeah, which was the wrong move in my opinion. But that must have been so weird being in like see that must be the writing must have been on the wall for Howard Jones at that point. Yeah, like he must have been like, wait, you guys are just doing Kill Switch stuff over there. Yeah, I'm on my way out, aren't I? It's, it's, it's actually kind of because they did a, a Kill Switch album after uh, Days of Grace. I think there was one after they released the Days of Grace album. There was one last album with Howard as Kill Switch. Cannot remember yeah, what it was called. There was the uh, Adam D and Adam D and Jesse. Lewis, they done Times of Grace. Then there was one other Kill Switch album, and it was it wasn't that. Nah, it definitely was. There was one that I, there was one that I was at the gig for when they toured live, and it was t- they toured with In Flames and another band which was shit. Uh, I they had had that record, but there was another record that came out after that. Cause I think it was the one with the Jaguar on the front. Yeah, yeah. Cause I can't remember. I just remember that artwork of being like it's a really weird like purple and green Jaguar, and I'm like, yeah. this is cool. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember that the record that came out after that. Because that's the one with the uh, it's save me which yeah. is the one with the, all the like the puppeteering all the plasticine models yeah the yeah. plasticine yeah. play-doh guys and uh harold jones just like fishing yeah. <laughs> he's just out in a little boat fishing away you're like yeah hey, tiny hojo that's pretty good <laughs> tiny fishing hojo um but yeah i just i just the writing must have been on the wall it's yeah. so fucking awkward it must have been pretty harsh but now they're they're making songs with howard jones yeah they made space from the album which is i guess it's nice yeah but at the same time it's the, like the death of light the torch yeah um, no, nah, I, I actually don't know. I don't, I don't follow that band anymore. Nah, I don't know if they're they doing had, anything new. They had one really good first record, then the second one just kind of didn't work at all. Yeah, uh, I just I think harsh. that it's a weird one from rebranding the band uh, for legal reasons. But it, I mean, when it comes to the somebody saying, if you don't change the name of your band, we're gonna sue. Uh, you're gonna change the name of your fucking band. Yeah, you're gonna change that name pretty fucking quick. 
because I know the original name is Devil You Know. Yeah. And those were great. Uh, two great albums. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking great. I want to ask you as well about um, Dark Phoenix. Most boring fucking trailer. It was pitiful, that trailer. All it was was fucking Sansa Stark walking about with her hand out, doing fuck all for three minutes. To be fair, though, that is how that movie will be. There will be no martial arts when it comes to fucking X-Men. Yeah. It's all about, just with her as well, it's all about raw power. Yeah. But just walking about with her hand out, I want to see her firing some weird-ass fiery beams. I want to see her ripping entire cities out of its foundation. Yeah, because that's her power level at that point. It's just like, when she goes for it, she's like, well, the planet's going to end. The original Dark Phoenix storyline that was in the X, that was taken from Jim Lee's X-Men run that was adapted into the 1990s X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Was that the Dark Phoenix was a cosmic entity that needed a strong psychic body. To hold it. To hold it. Because that's how powerful she needed to be. So the only thing that could kill the Phoenix outright was if you killed the host and let it fuck off to another... uh, it passes on. It, yeah, it passes leaves on. the if body. If you kill yeah. one host, it'll pass on. That's the only way to get to free that person from the phoenix. Mm. But what they don't don't know at that point is the phoenix is that strong, it can just reform that host. Oh, because it gains the power just by thinking it. Wait a minute. What if it didn't die? Yeah, well, oh, yeah, it's, it's horrible writing because they realized that by killing Jean Grey in the comic books, they kind of killed a really good character. So they thought, yeah, right. What we'll do is we'll have her die. Air quotations. So we get to sell the whole thing of Jean Grey dies, yeah. and then, oh, she comes back. Then the whole death of Superman thing is like, oh, he, she's totally dead. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, um, it's the the. I mean, comic book writers are very good at having their cake and eating it yeah. too. And it's a weird navigating that bullshit. I mean, it it does make for bad. You got to explain like we now have to point out the fact that a character dies, but don't worry, it's fine. She comes back to life in the next episode. Yeah. Don't worry about it, kids. She's fine. You're like, it's kind of a cop out. But she has a samurai sword in her head. It's cool. She has a cosmic alien thing. She has a samurai sword in her head. (laughs) I mean, it's not much better. It's not too far away from how she actually dies in the comic books. Because you say samurai sword, and I I, for some reason was like, oh, Deadpool kills her because they get involved because he's involved with those guys. But at the same time, like that'd be really funny if like as it like Deadpool Deadpool's the ultimate weapon that can kill the phoenix Deadpool is one of the ultimate weapons in the Marvel Universe like yeah. he, he fights to get the love of death for just like because he wants to die but at the same time like no, isn't de- it really death death's enamored with Deadpool because he can't die oh right it's oh no that, it's Thanos that's trying to get the love uh, of death but death is, is unrequited because death just wants nothing to do with Thanos yeah. so in the ultimate dick move and the ultimate friend zone is what we'll call it she makes Thanos immortal <laughs> just like yeah you're never going to join the realm of death immortal bitch I just I want to see like with you have Deadpool as the ultimate joke character have him be a genuine sincere finisher for the for Thanos that'd be hilarious yeah like, that'd be pretty good we're talking about Captain Marvel might be um or like she will probably come back and play a huge role yeah. in the Infinity War but how brilliant would it be if Deadpool just shows up and goes fuck you and stabs him in the eye and walks away <laughs> and just walks off to do his other shit like, <laughs> I want them to have that kind of Dragon Ball super moment where Goku and Vegeta they're fighting like fucks to try and get rid of Zamasu yeah they get their asses kicked and Trunks just comes up and stabs Zamasu and cuts him in half I want to have that moment but Deadpool just going hey you purple bitch <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> just make some weird quip and then just fucks off and nobody knows who he is. That'd be amazing because that's yeah. um part of what interests me about this whole thing is that like uh with Spider Man, Deadpool and Spider Man hang out because they're both from New York. They yeah. occasionally cross paths and it's sometimes not great and it's sometimes it's a bit weird. Yeah. But 
like having those like smaller characters show up and then nobody knows who they are because Deadpool isn't that I mean on he's a co- he could be a cosmic player if he wanted to be but at yeah. the same time he's just a dick running around with swords like yeah. he's just on that war level yeah. but he's overpowered at the war level but he's still overpowered when you take him up yeah. to the higher levels because he can regenerate himself from like yeah. a single cell yeah he's, he can regenerate himself from nothing and he's fighting stage 4 cancer yeah his entire body is constantly trying to kill him and that because imagine that like Imagine if he didn't have the stage four cancer, how much more powerful would he yeah. be in those movies? But I, I just it, but when you come at something like Dark Phoenix, yeah, Jean Grey is like on several levels above even some of the worst yeah. stuff that's in the Marvel universe. If she wants to be, yeah, I wonder how they're actually going to deal with that, deal with her death ultimately in the in the movies. Because in the comic books, what happens is Jean Grey kind of takes control for a minute and just realizes, holy shit, I have done all of this. This is all my fault. Then Oops. she goes she <laughs> to right, and what I'm going to say is word for word, give or take the means of her death, how it happens. She gets some solace. She goes to the moon, right, and kind of has that kind of has that almost has that solace to look down at the earth and think, right, I've done this. I cannot go back down to earth. I'm going to destroy it if I go back down. So she finds a Cree weapon on uh, the moon, and she just basically blows herself up with it. Okay. That's, that's just the end of it. It ends fairly abruptly. There's a lot of speech that she has and saying, I'm doing this for the good of humanity. I'm doing this for the good of the mutant race. And of course, I'm doing this for you, Scott. Because yeah. you always got to drop Cyclops' name if you're talking about the X-Men. And then she just straight up kills herself with a Kree weapon. Which is Damn, son. Yeah, but then it's ultimately undone about 10 issues later when she's, hey guys, I'm back. But I'm not I'm not the Phoenix anymore, I swear. I'm How did you survive on the moon? Doesn't matter, fuck it. <laughs> Doesn't matter, I'm magic. Magic, ooh, I love Scott. Ooh. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, this is weird, She's I'm backing out. She's wiping everybody's memory. <laughs> <laughs> it never happened, ooh, magic. <laughs> Everyone just stopped trying to stab me. No. <laughs> Everyone slept for two weeks, it was fine, it was great, we I all feel great. Go up Michigan. <laughs> Michigan's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a crater where Michigan used to be. <laughs> Who was um? Because there was something else like. I don't know where the fuck Michigan came in my head. <laughs> never been what's to Michigan. Wrong with Michigan. I don't know. I've never been to Michigan. Detroit, Motor City, baby. Come on, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I have nothing against Michigan. Apparently, they run. Dark Phoenix is coming, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> run, Michigan. You're not safe. Maybe we don't remember why, but Ukraine you're not safe. Angry Sansa Stark coming at you. Yeah. They, oh, that was actually part of what I talked about. Was um, first of all, like the visual effects on her look pretty good yeah, like the, the glowing eyes I was like that's breathtaking I don't know what they're doing it's working um, but also I thought Jennifer Lawrence was done with yeah these. me too and then she's she's back she's a prominent figure she's mystique again and yeah. she's like full X-Men kicking yeah. ass mode and you're like, I think they were sliding her Benjamins during yeah. that meeting just going Come on, we'll make we'll pay you more. Just I stay. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's the uh, the Fox side of things, but that's you know, a Disney property. Yeah, you want that Disney money? I got that Disney money. You want Disney? Money. You want? You yeah, she's Disney probably getting that Disney money now. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about voice acting and stuff being competitive. Acting still competitive as well. It's the same yeah. idea. Like as soon as your your last project's done, you're living off the funds from the the previous project until you find the next one, and uh, you can live off that Disney money for a while. Um, but yeah, I watched it and I was like. She's supposed to be gone. Yeah, I thought after uh, Apocalypse, I thought she was done. But after you watch Apocalypse, you realise that she was done in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't give a fuck. She's like, you're yeah. not mutants. You are X-Men. X-Men. <laughs> Jennifer, also, you fucked up the line? Shut up, you care. fucked up the line. 
Where's my scotch? You know who fucked up line? The writers. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did. You've seen a pop James Mangold, you bitch. Why'd you kill Logan? <laughs> you've seen uh, you've seen Apocalypse, right? Yeah. I hate that movie. Fucking could not stand. I don't like the fact that it ends in a scream fight. It's literally yeah. just heard like it's Jean Grey screaming at whatever the fuck. Apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse. It doesn't matter. Don't get yeah. <laughs> and, um, I it thought it was just like, is Colin trying to be comic book accurate? Is he trying to remember the actual name of Apocalypse? Yeah, I just... I it's N, N. Sabanur. N. Sabanur. Okay. N. Sabanur, because he's Egyptian. He's like, God. Uh, I forgot that whole thing. Like, yeah, I forgot it's the whole thing. Fucking of, like, dumb. What bugged me though is I was sitting there watching the, mo- the movie, and I was like, "This is ending in a scream fight, and Apocalypse is like tearing the planet apart with the magnetic force or something." I think it was he's basically shit. using Magneto to fuck up the Earth. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's using Magneto to reverse the Earth's polarity, and then like that'll explode shit. No one gives yeah, a fuck. I don't know. Um, but you're watching it happen, and then they keep cutting through it like the world to, but oh my god, it's a planetary event. Um, and there was at one point one of the the cuts is to like a shipping yard, and it's uh like a big shipping like a crate crane like so it's to move crates onto and off of ships. Oh, like moving big shipping containers. Yeah. Kind of shit. And um, that wasn't textured. When I saw it in the cinema, that fucking thing was not textured. They gave up on the budget. I was yeah. like, what the shit? Am I? Oh, that was it. That was like, I mentally just checked out. I'm like, all I can hear is her screaming. And then there's the horrible winds blowing, and that's not textured. I, I, I hope it's fixed, but I swear yeah. blind in the cinema that thing was not textured. Yeah, Age of Apocalypse, Apocalypse itself wasn't a good movie. It was it had some cool moments in it, but the the complete and utter cop out of the four horsemen being Storm, Psylocke, Magneto, and Angel is just bullshit. Yeah, because he has the only one that gets he only loses. Um, one of them, and that's where Archangel comes in. Right. That he, he loses one of his horsemen because I think one of the X-Men just goes full ham beast on him, just takes out that horseman. Then Apocalypse sees Angel and just goes, ah, you're going to be my Archangel now. And that's where he gets the metal wing. Oh, he, right. get, he, he gets corrupted almost, so he become, He looks almost like Apocalypse. He gets the blue skin, he gets a new suit. I just, I just, I don't enjoy that movie, and I'm, I'm worried about them doing more and more stuff, but I, like, yeah. I, I think the budget's come back now because it's got that Disney money. So, I mean, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is back, and that's a good sign. Yeah. Because she's, she's good. She was one of the better parts of the movie. She played Mystique fairly well. But to me, yeah. Mystique has always been a villain. I yeah, she's part of the X-Men now, and you're like, yeah. but she's on Magneto's side. And it's she because is. they're playing up the drama between Magneto, and I think they're isolating him Yeah, quite a bit. And it works for their narrative, but at the same time, like it's different from the cartoons yeah. we watched when we were kids. I just I just want them to do the Brotherhood of Mutants storyline, and I want them to do it well. And that means which that one's that? Uh, that's basically all uh, almost civil war between the Brotherhood of Mutants and uh, the X Men. All right, it's basically the the X Men want to live kind of symbiotically with the humans. They don't want them to. They don't want to. Don't want them to be afraid of the powers. They don't want them to be afraid of anything they can do. They just want to live kind of side by side. But the Brotherhood of Mutants basically want to subjugate all humans and make them fear other mutants. Right. So, and then that kind of comes to a head when you get the, you get a really cool sort of moment between Professor Xavier and um, Magneto. I have that kind of battle of logic, which is what I prefer about some of the, some of the uh, conversations or some of the confrontations between Xavier and Magneto. It's, it's not about, the fighting. Yeah. 
it's the logic and the, con- the it's about the ethics and the logics yeah. behind why they come to the conclusion that yeah. humanity needs to be assimilated into mutants or needs to die and yeah. you've got to have that argument and it's about you know it's it's about more than the fight yeah so that's what i've always liked about some of the x-men comics it's not always been about oh i have metal claws and i can cut you up nine different ways it's all about it's all about more idealism and all about so a more logical thinking it's not just surface level you have to go into it a bit yeah. more i kind of like that and the, the that's part of why the, the characters are so interpersonally dramatized like those yeah. there is like the the love triangle of scott ogan and gene what was that that was me yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's always that the love triangle between Logan, Scott, and Gene, and it's that yeah. was part of the key part of watching the show was like watching a guy have unrequited love for one of the most powerful beings in the universe, and then realizing it's going to end badly, and he's smart enough to know it, um, yeah. but he's never going to. He kind of doesn't let it show because she's in love with the all-American high school quarterback of Scott, yeah. who I fucking hate, Cyclops. Marvel hates Cyclops as well. He's been demonized and dragged through the mud in every single comic book that you can think of where cyclops is a main character but i mean laser beam eyes is possibly one of the like on your childhood list of coolest powers always top near top tier for every childhood listed powers not only that he can because his power is he can his power is obviously the the laser eyes but he can do shit to it so he can basically angle it off right they can fire it straight down but then angle it down so it bounces off a, a shiny metal surface and gets the one of the enemies underneath Right, he's a weird master of angles as well. Yeah, so that adds an extra bit to Cyclops. And all you all you have to do to make him look normal is just throw a cool pair of shades on him. Yeah, and just say, oh, don't worry, like Charles diddled with these, and now they're 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 Cyclops proof. Yeah, now they have what was it they said in the movie? Oh, they have rose quartz in them, so you can't burn people with your laser eyes. Oh yeah, it was rose quartz on that. It was yeah. really like I just, ugh. Uh, no, please half ass, please half ass it a bit more. Yeah, please phone it in more. Yeah, but hopefully, I mean, I just want I want these movies to do well. I want them yeah. to be decent, at least entertaining. Um, and I now I think with it being you know there was the Fox Studios takeover by Disney, I just don't see them bring them into the the MCU yeah. for Thanos. I think if there's any kind of major rewrites and like as a kind of I get the feeling that Thanos might be solved solved with an upheaval, um, yeah. of like the physics of that world. I think after that we might see them brought in. But it's too late to include them in the, yeah. the Thanos thing. I think, uh, what the hell is his name? Is it Kevin Feige? Kevin F- I think it's Kevin Feige. He basically said the Fox uh, Disney merger has came about too late, so there's no way that yeah. they can put them in cleanly. And they want to, you know, they want it would to be so shoehorned and it would be yeah. horrifying. It'd be shoved in there. So what they said is they've got everything planned out for the next two years. So they've got 2018, 2019, and 2020. Yeah got everything planned but they said they're not re- they're not ruling out maybe a couple of appearances here and then just to say that the x-men are now in this universe yeah because you can just maybe have them hang out or something like oh tony stark was just happy to be consulting with professor xavier yeah about an idea that he's Richards got just talking to yeah Dr. Banner or something oh yeah there's a fantastic four in there yeah. as well i just want them to do the fantastic four right because the fantastic four is one of the coolest concepts that you can have that leads to one of the strongest marvel characters of all time which one a character called Franklin Richards, who's the son of Sue Storm and Reed Richards. Okay. Who can literally make and unmake reality as he sees fit. And he's 12. <laughs> <laughs> There's a point in one of the comic books when you're first introduced to 
uh, Franklin Richards, I think Wolverine or something's there, and he's like, relax, Bob, I need to talk to your dad. And he pulls out these little uh, pistols. Yeah. And he just looks at Wolverine and says, you know what I can do with these, right? I can turn these into real bullets. I can turn them into whatever bullet can kill you. I can do whatever I want. Then Wolverine's just kind of thinking, right, Danny, you pop the closet and gut this kid. Then the kid <laughs> just goes, I'll go get my dad for you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's, what he's classified as an Omega level character. Right. An Omega level in Marvel is kind of one of the highest echelons of power. Yeah. Because it goes, the one above all who's just infinitely powerful. Yeah. He could blink at Galactus and Galactus could burst. Right. Then you get a sort of cosmic level, which is like Galactus, the, what the fuck are they called? I think they might just be called cosmic entities. You know yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy when they go to nowhere? Yeah. That nowhere is the head of a celestial. That's celestial. All right. And basically they're just all-powerful beings that created the Infinity Stones. Then you get Omega-level characters, which are sort of uh, Franklin Richards, Phoenix is considered an Omega-level character. Wolverine at one point was considered an Omega-level character because he died three times and hell spat him back out. I suppose you get to a point where it's like if the laws of death stop working, yeah. that would be like another level of classification yeah. for you. Thanos is Thanos is upper echelon omega level because he's right. ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he did just go. Yeah. And destroy the universe. Things went bad. Yeah. Yeah. I um, but I think to to solve him, because as I mean, just being the point of like if the rules of death stop applying to you, you're an, on a class of your own. Yeah. I think then you need to rewrite the rules of the universe. At that point, you just kind of say. And now we have space for these people that yeah. we just bought. And yeah, I uh, think what they'll, what they'll probably do is just reality's kind of been undone by the death of so many people. So I think when they do write it, yeah. they'll probably, it'd be horribly forced if they did it this way, but I can see them doing it something like this. Or th- the walls of the multiverse crack. And that's when Wolverine or Cyclops steps through and go, oh, cool. Oh, you guys got stuff over here too. Oh, you've got bad guys in here. Oh, we just killed one. Can we stay here? Our other planet's kind of fucked now. Yeah, I, I, that'd be a. As Cable a, said, "You fucked this planet into a coma." Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I'd love to see. Uh, the only one I'm like, I need to have him there is Deadpool. Yeah. I just, I just, I like, I like Ryan Reynolds, yeah. and I just want him to be able to play in that universe. And I think I when you have the raw charisma of Ryan Reynolds, and then you just throw him against the current like staple of like Marvel heroes right yeah, now, you throw him. I want to see Spider-Man or Tom Holland Spider-Man and Ryan Reynolds Deadpool do even just a, a just five minutes, a half hour short. Yeah, <laughs> just the, those two dicking around. I, I'm surprised actually that yeah, I mean the the big budget Marvel stuff, it's why we're in the cinema. It's why we're, yeah. we're so captivated by it. We're talking about it fucking months after it happens. Yeah, and also we want to see Venom in the larger Marvel universe as well. I think that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I um we actually did the trailer for that was at my mum and dad's uh, yesterday, and just the Venom trailer came on. And dad was like, "What the fuck's this?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're doing a, a solo movie for Venom, one of the Spider-Man characters. He's, he's an anti-hero." He's a villain. He can be an anti-hero yeah. if he wants to be, but he's mostly a villain for Spider-Man. And I go, when did that happen? I'm like, oh, it's been in production for like 18 months. Like, it's been in production hell for a while. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just um, Tom Hardy who's doing it. And I was like, what? When's Tom Hardy getting involved? I'm like, seriously, he was down for this for ages. Like, yeah. he, just, he, he just wanted to give him his own movie. And then um, it's just like, I, like, not having those characters available, I don't know if you've got time to fit them in. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could have Venom show up and be like a, a bit of like a Look, I'm not always with you, but for five minutes, I'll help you I'll deal help with Thanos. You. I'll I'll deal with the big idea of like him. Uh, he needs to be you know dealt with. Yeah. Although part of me was like, I wonder what happens if you give uh, Thanos a symbiote. Uh, they actually answered that in one of the, the cartoons that I was watching randomly with my niece, and uh, they basically f- say that Thanos is that powerful mentally 
the could... symbiote cannot dominate. No, that makes sense. Which also gives you a scale of just how fucking psychically powerful Mantis is from the Guardians of the Galaxy. She was yeah. able to subdue him for 30 seconds. Yeah. This guy can fight off symbiotes that are meant to subdue their hosts. Yeah, because the symbiote is a parasite. and Because it, it's, oh, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. No, that symbiote is tearing you apart yeah. from the inside. And it is, that's at one point, I think Brock was stuck yeah. as, as Venom because he, if, he took the, if the suit retreated, yeah. he'd be dead. And I think that was yeah. a storyline at some point uh, in the cartoons. Like most uh, Marvel characters, because at some point they thought it'd just be cool to give characters cancer. Right. <laughs> Eddie Brock got cancer. I think it was liver cancer. Again, stage three or four liver cancer, fairly aggressive liver cancer. Uh, he put on the Venom suit and he says, I can make you strong. I can keep you strong. And that's when the Venom symbiote almost permanently bonded to him. Right. And yeah, it was just fighting off the cancer for him as quick as it could develop. Yeah, but you get stuck in that weird I'm, situation. I'm going to call you out on that one, Marvel. Why did you give so many characters cancer in the early 90s? It's uh, harsh, man. I think it was actually, I mean, there was... Um, I don't want to talk about South Park in a minute, but um, okay. there was an old, there was an episode of South Park where Cartman gets AIDS. And yeah, I think I remember that. And there's a Jimmy Buffett concert, and it's just Jimmy Buffett going, AIDS burger in paradise. <laughs> AIDS burger, yeah, said it twice. <laughs> and it's just a horrifying, like, shitty, like, uh, pro-AIDS, uh, like, pro-AIDS thing, like, fundraiser. Hmm. But they go, oh, AIDS was an 80s thing? Cancer's the 90s thing. Like, it's the 90s. We, we, cancer's the thing we care about now. So I think it was to yeah. be relevant to what was at the time just this explosion or yeah. understanding of cancer. Yeah. So I mean, it makes kind of sense for them to yeah. keep uh, throwing. I suppose, I suppose it's the kind of the same thing that DC did when they had a few of their bigger name, some of their bigger name characters deal with, you know, their sidekick being addicted to heroin or their yeah yeah they had the Green Arrow walking on. What the f- now they've called them Arsenal because. Uh, his original name was Speedy. Right. His original name was Speedy. You can see where they changed the name. Yeah. Because they even have Please that Please tell mo- me he had a math problem. <laughs> and I had a heroin problem. Okay. And there's like a very, very... I gotta slow down. <laughs> I gotta slow down real bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm too speedy, man. I need to slow the fuck down. But uh, they have this really cool, iconic panel of Green Arrow walking into a room and he says, Oh, no. My ward, eh, what the f- Roy Harper, he's addicted to heroin. And just, he's sitting there boiling heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still got the domino mask on. And he's got the little eh, Robin Hood hat on. He's just going, it's not, it's not what it looks like. And then Batman gets called in to kick the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having that number. You're probably like, right, you have a problem. We're going to deal with this the only way I know how. What, Batman, kick the fuck out of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that. Robin shows up and Robin's just like, eh, I think Robin at this point was Dick Grayson. And as we discussed oh, previously, Dick Grayson, no. issues, we can beat this with the power of positivity as Roy Harper's just injecting himself. <laughs> I can't deal with this. I'm not dealing I, with Dick Grayson. I gotta get my... I gotta get my... Because this thing is like, Batman is a very moral character and we've said it before, Robin has always been a Boy Scout. Yeah, Robin's been a... Imagine having boy. a Boy Scout come in to morally lecture you on heroin addiction <laughs> when you're a fucking superhero that's to deal with... Like, you have to mop up the fucking mess of a superhero. Like, yeah, there's yeah. going to be some bodies you've seen. You like, like, you would need to get high as shit to get over it. And <laughs> you just have Robin coming and going, well, Jiminy Jillikers, <laughs> you've got a problem. <laughs> we can... You can be everything with a positive attitude. Fuck off, Robin. <laughs> Robin, I swear to God, I'm going to gut you like a fucking fish. <laughs> you know what my superpower is? My superpower is a bone fucking arrow. I <laughs> shoot people in the head. Green Arrow shoots people in the head. Who do you think cleans up those bodies? Ain't the cops? Ain't the cops. <laughs> the cops never get involved. It ain't city sanitation. It's this motherfucker. No yeah. wonder I'm taking heroin. Be surprised I ain't taking much else. There's um, 
Oh yeah, I want to talk about South Park. Um, yeah. Something we haven't spoken about in a while, actually. Well, it's, it's, they take time off because uh, they start making games. And uh, I don't yeah. know if you've played them. I've played Fractured Butthole. I've played um, The Stick of Truth and I kind of got bored. Oh no, wait. Um, yeah, I played Stick of Truth. I enjoyed it. I played it all the way through and I was like, this is a really like, a fun game. It's weird. Like, I'm not a big fan of GRPGs. Hmm. I actually really despise them as a genre, but this is that type of game where it's what's like... What's wrong with the GRPGs? I don't like it. I don't like turn-based. I like... I mean, yeah, it's fun to have the strategy and stuff, but I prefer having my actual reflexes and stuff tested with, yeah. like, action games. Yeah. And I just find that... I've played a couple. I think the main one I played was a Lord of the Rings one. Mm. But I play those games because they're in a franchise I like. Yeah. Um, And then I've... I played that one because it's South Park. It's a South Park game. It's written in the style of a South Park. It's not just like a skin over a JRPG. Yeah. Um, it's a South Park game all the way to its, you know, aborted Nazi fetus core. <laughs> um, Jesus, they weren't even fucking around with that word. They were not. There were parts of it were actually censored. Really? For the UK. I do remember seeing something about that. They censored... It was abortion stuff. Yeah, quite a lot of abortion stuff. Something about you had to go into Stan... Yeah, Stan's dad's ass, pull something out or something like that. Um, there was a part where you're Mister Slave's ass. Yeah. And you're you're miniaturized. You're running around Mister Slave's ass fighting. Uh, and you're actually looking for the like the the gerbil king or something like that. Um, but there's an entire section in, uh, Mister Slave's ass, and then there is there's yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> bit weird, but it, it's a weird thing. You're like, yeah, you're you're just inside the guy's ass. You're just running yeah. around fighting uh the weird gerbils and stuff that he's got shoved up there. Um, so I remember people lost the collective shit over the difficulty settings on Fractured Butthole. Yeah, it was a white character. Your skin if you're tone, doing yeah. easy, it get, your skin tone gets darker as you go to normal. You get darker again towards hard. Then if you go the ultimate hardest mode, you essentially turn African-American, which yeah. I can understand why. Yeah. I'm not saying this is good, but I can understand why people lost the collective shit. And they did lose the collective shit over this. And it's, it's, a, it's a thing of like, you don't understand. That's what South Park is here to do. Yeah, South Park is to basically make you. It's going to offend it's you. It's going to make you laugh, but and it's it also there to offend you. It's going to offend you. It's going to make you laugh, and you're going to have to think about what you just laughed at. Yeah. And you will come to, like, you will think about stuff more because you laughed at it. And uh, that was the reason why they started the season twenty-two with an episode about school shooting. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they handle it the only way you could make a school shooting funny, uh, in that the school shooting is going on in the background. You never actually see anyone shoot up the school. Do you see some bullets flying mm. and you hear a lot of gunshots and there's like SWAT teams coming in to deal with it and like shoot the kids and or shoot the, the school shooters. Oh. Although there's a horrific point where um Mr. Mackey's running around outside in the hallway as the principal is dealing with Cartman and Token. Who are having? Uh, they're like one of the main storylines in the episode is that uh, Cartman is not being allowed to cheat off of Token because mm. Token's going to study for it. He's studying for the test. He's getting all the answers right, and he's getting like a ninety-five percent. Yeah. Whereas Cartman's failing, so Cartman's going to try and copy him. That's the main storyline of the episode. Is in an episode about school shooting, it's about cheating off each other on the test, and it comes back to uh, like uh, just Token being black and not liking or not seeing Black Panther. And Cartman's like, he can't believe that a black person didn't see Black Panther. All the while, there's like a kid shooting up a fucking school in the background. But there's at one point, the SWAT team comes in to deal with them, or deal with the school shooter. And Mac is like, oh, he's in the, he's in the, he's in the uh, cafeteria. Go get him. And then uh, you just hear like gunshots. You just hear Mac go, oh, you shot the wrong one. 
Holy fuck. Uh, fucking it. What? How did they get away with that? Surely somebody... I mean, if it was in Britain, know. Ofcom would be getting bombarded with complaints. Yeah. They they go for it, and uh, the, the first actual instant of the school shooting is that there is... Like, they're, they're doing fractional equations, so they're like, oh, what happens if you add this? What happens if you... Um, have like you know, what do you how do you add together these fractions? How do you multiply fractions together? Hmm. And there's like a school shooting, and like the class just goes on, and you're like, that's the point of the episode. It is not that it, the school shootings are bad; it's the fact that nobody reacts to it anymore. And yeah. that's Stan's mum's arc in the episode is her like freaking out, but she's the last person freaking out about school shootings. Everyone's like, oh, it's because the the the, the play parks a mess. You're like. That's not the reason somebody unloads an AR-15 in a school, that the play park's a mess. Mm. And she's running and freaking out about it, but eventually you watch her, her arc in the story is to basically just give up. And you're like, that's horrifying. Yeah, that's... That's dark. That's pretty dark, even for South Park, who's always been known for pushing the envelope and, you know, making people think about shit. Consider that's the envelope ripped the fuck open. Yeah, the envelope has been burst. Yeah. And uh, I'll be very interested to see, because now uh, South Park follows a larger narrative structure like the the whole season builds towards the final points taking stuff from different episodes as it goes hmm. is the school shooting thing gonna be a continuing thread throughout the show oh that'd, that'd be be interesting to see i think they could have it pop back up again maybe i wouldn't be surprised um but I, at the same time i was watching it going wow we're yeah. going for it this yeah, time they're just going balls deep funny that you mentioned uh, black panther there yeah have you noticed that Black Panther essentially copies another very popular animal-based movie? Uh, are we talking Lion King? Yeah, Black Panther is fucking Lion King. That was actually, that's Cartman's joke of, like, he, he, he criticizes Black Panther. He didn't enjoy it. But he's like, oh, people will think I'm racist because I don't like Black Panther. Yeah, Even it though it's just the Lion King. Yeah. And you're like... I didn't, I didn't think about it that much, but yeah, now you talk about like, you know, the, the I'm, I'm going to spoil Black Panther here, the, obviously the dad dying and then he has chats with his dead dad. Yeah. And I'm like, in some oh, kind yeah. of astral plane. Yeah, that happens in, like, okay, okay, I can see it. And he's killed by his what, half, his cousin or something, half cousin. Yeah, it's a blood relative and yeah. it's a power struggle thing yep. and it's do with being the king and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm literally good. just fucking Lion King. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it. It's not going <laughs> to detract anything from my enjoyment of the movie because I'd say it's a solid six. Yeah. I think Killmonger's a good villain with no motivation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I th- when it, well, I, The thing that I come down to on like a well-told, or well-produced version of a, a traditional story, hmm. Avatar was just blue poker on us. Yeah. And there was nothing blue wrong with that. Yeah, except it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> it was shiny, though. It was very shiny, shiny as fuck. It was very, very shiny. And it gave us Stephen Lang. The colonel, the white-haired colonel guy. Yeah. He's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for Stephen Lang. Although I remember him more in Gettysburg. Right. He played a Confederate general in that. Very, very well. Very, very charismatic. Very, very funny for a war film. Yeah. Yeah, great film. That's what I remember. <laughs> film about <Stephen> slavery. <laughs> it was more about the Civil War. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose the background to that. Yeah, the, 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 that's the thing that gets me people like. Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights. The state right to what again? Yep. Own slaves? Yeah, yep, that's yep. all. <laughs> We've had people from the US Army, historians, say, yep, it was about it slavery. Was fucking slavery. It was about the civil rights or the, the rights of the states to own slaves because it propped up their economy. Because otherwise they didn't have an economy. Because yep. pre-automation like automation and industry and stuff, 
they needed to use slaves to farm the amount of land. Yep. And it's it's disturbing to see people like it wasn't about that. Like, yes, it was. Uh, the fundamental mechanics. Yes, it was. Yeah, but people have got their fucking priorities yeah. reversed nowadays. I I read the dumbest uh, fucking mind-numbing article, and I really don't want to give it any more press, but I think I need to talk about it just so I can get your opinion on it. I want to know, because I read two really dumb articles. I wasn't sure if I'd talk about it, but yeah, what's the one you've read? I've got one, and it, it was an Australian feminist. Again, I'll preface this right now. I have nothing against feminism. I'm all for it. Yeah. Equality, equity... 100% behind that. What I'm not behind is people adding extra layers to something that should be fairly simple. Right. This woman was arguing that changing a baby's nappy is sexual abuse because you can't ask for consent from the child. The con- child cannot give consent. So it's sexual abuse. Her response to this is if you wish to get permission from the child you ask the child can i change your nappy please and if the child through its body language just goes ah it starts waving its hands or kicking its legs or if it starts crying you'll get your answer but then the interviewer because it was a video which if you're curious about it just type in nappy changing sexual abuse right. on youtube make sure you tighten those parameters make sure you get the right right video and the, the interviewer says but the child can't give any response apart from body language. And in the legal context, consent is given by the parents. So do you really need to ask for consent to change your child's nappy? Or is it just a good thing to do because you don't want your child to be sitting in fecal matter and urine? And she says, that doesn't matter. They can sit in what they want. It's their choice. We don't want to sexually abuse our children. And I just thought, how fucking dumb can you be? I gotta say, that is not a feminist. That is a fucking lunatic. No, she puts herself forward as a feminist. Ah, yeah. But, like, at the same... Like, that is not a feminist issue. Yeah. That is a a weird perspective. A, I want to get on the news type perspective. I'm going to jump through several things I don't entirely understand to explain my point against this. But changing someone's nappy when they're a child, because they cannot do it themselves, is essentially medical help yeah okay you are it's preventing a, infection by removing but you know the urine and feces yeah those are pre- those will cause infection yeah, you are helping someone who is physically incapable of helping themselves yeah. and if you do first aid there is assumed consent yeah if i come across you and you're passed the fuck out in the woods and you you can't consent to anything i have to do to help get you out of the woods and stabilize you yeah. and give you treatment because i find you passed out in the woods I have cons- assumed consent. Yeah. That I I need to do I can do what I need to do to help you. Yeah. Surely the same thing applies like this yeah. just this just stops happening. This just is not a thing we're discussing. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh. I'm 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 a law student. I get I don't like talking about universal all the time because I realized in other episodes I do talk about talk about it a bit too much, but I read into consent. Consent is always always has to be given, always has to be either written or implied or written or expressed consent can't really be implied yeah but in life or death situations consent gets thrown out the window Mm -hmm. right or if in situations where the person is too in too much pain because of an injury to give consent you have assumed consent yeah it's only when the person is blind drunk that no consent can be given yeah 
Yeah, I mean, to the woman who reset my shoulder after I popped it out during a game of rugby and I was in too much pain to give her a definite answer about anything. Yeah. You didn't have consent. You sexually abused me when I popped my shoulder back in. I just, I just, that is such a, it's, who wrote, I just, I don't care. It's dumb. Yeah, it's I'm really, sorry, really dumb. You're intervening to help someone with a medical need. You have assumed consent. I'm it's sorry. Not even, it's, it's not even that. It's that you... Well, me as a male and a female of, you know, my fancy, wife, girlfriend, or you know, someone I've agreed, yeah, we'll all have a baby. We've agreed to raise this child. Surely we don't need to jump through any more loopholes to be able to change the baby's nappy. Surely yeah. we don't need to go and consent because, well... This is some lunatic idea that somebody's <laughs> thrown out there to, like, you're just raising and helping these kids, like... I know, just the I, I, I was thinking you were gonna talk about the fat acceptance article. Don't know if you saw this the one. Fat acceptance article? No, Everything you that. know about fat people is wrong. Why is it wrong? I don't know. Somebody it thinks so. It's, it's wrong. The article itself is just uh, the first thing they say is everything you know about fat fat people is wrong. And uh the key quote that comes out at the top is all the people I interviewed about this broke down in tears. Okay. I was like, well, first of all, the first thing I was actually told about fat people is that they're more emotionally unstable than everyone else. So the first thing I knew about fat people was right. So y- your article's wrong. Um, <laughs> but it was a weird article going through um, body shaming and saying that that has a greater impact on fat people's lives than being fat. I don't know where they got this idea from. Okay. Uh, but the idea is that the amount of stress caused by people saying, you know, you could lose some weight. The idea that being constantly told that stresses you out. Yeah. And the idea that you can be overweight and be metabolically healthy. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's I mean, a lot of, it's a lot of flawed pseudoscience to make people stop bullying fat people, to make yeah. them skinnier. I did throw up air quotes there for bullying. Um, but I just... I handed this over to someone who is a PhD research scientist that I know she's studying for a PhD mm. and we just said to the article part and we came up with all this weird stuff and stuff that they admitted to the person who wrote the article has been on Twitter banging the drum for their article and the cause and mm. fat acceptance and stuff but during one of their tweets they pointed out the fact that the uh, you, know, you can be metabolically healthy and overweight um, that is a thing that she has basically made up. She said that there was a 60-70% of people who are overweight are metabolically healthy. Uh, she conjured that number by taking various different descriptions of metabolically healthy and then just ramming the numbers together yeah, surely, to come up with 60-70%. Surely if you're metabolically healthy, that means your metabolism is operating at such efficiency that you, your fat stores are getting burned through at a correct rate. Yeah, they're not being stored away, which is what leads to obesity. Yeah, like you cannot be me- metabolically healthy and overweight. The two of those things don't meet up. It's the one's the antithesis of the other. Yeah, there is a part of the article I do agree with, though. Uh, she says that the problem is systemic. And yes, there is yeah. systemic obesity in the West. Yeah, and it's to do with food supply. Our food supply is garbage. Yeah, it don't there's have too food much crap food. in the food. Yeah, and that's the only part of it I would agree with, but even then, it's it, she's looking at more of the social impact of shaming fat people, and I'm like, 
there there's like a reason that you know people feel shame and when it comes to obesity you know being ashamed of looking fat is what motivates me to lose weight yeah i, I mean i mean it's what made me lose weight originally because i'm now sitting at 15 maybe 14 and a half to 15 stone i'm not comfortable with that weight i want to start i want to get that down but i at my heaviest was 21 stone yeah i hit that peak and i thought no i can't do this anymore yeah. my knees hurt my back hurts my clothes don't fit right i need to start losing weight i, j- I just hit a certain point I, it, and for me anyway if people are comfortable being that shape they they think this is the best version of me fair enough you have more body confidence than i have yeah i'm a walking carpet i cannot take my t-shirt off anywhere yeah. i like i like to keep myself covered up and that's even even if i did have the quote unquote perfect body that kind of perfect muscled body I just, I just don't think people should really be comfortable being that weight because yeah. you're opening yourself up to health problems. Yeah, more power to you if you are, but it's just I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm looking out for you because that's just that's self-imposition. That's yeah, I'm on your side, but it, it boils my brain. If you're th- four hundred pounds, that is, yeah, uh, I'm to did math. You are about a hundred and eighty plus kilos. Yeah, hundred eighty plus kilos. Um. I will put this out there. I have been 30 stone before. Yeah, it's not It's not pleasant. It's horrific. You feel like shit. Yeah, walking down the stairs, you're just sweating bullets. Yeah. And I'm I'm, a, I'm framed as a big guy. Mm. I have, you know, I'm six foot tall and I'm broad at the shoulders and I carry a lot of weight and I, I do okay with it. Yeah. But when you hit 30 stone, you are horrific. You are absolutely a fucking mess and you do not function like a human being. You need to lose that weight. Yeah. And so when you have people who are that heavy, it's like how how yeah. I just I'm I'm just stuck with that how and it just it doesn't get it doesn't make sense that you would allow yourself to get to that size. But people taking away the shame, I don't think is going to fix the problem. Yeah, I don't think. I think from a standpoint of where people are trying to be more positive, you're not trying to be shitty towards one another. Yeah, taking away shame is going to help them. If you're in a positive environment, and you say, "Look, I'm not." If you're comfortable being big, fine. Yeah. But at the same time, you're you're gonna be you're gonna feel so much better if you just drop a couple of stone. You're, you're gonna feel so much lighter. You're gonna feel just happier. Trust me. If you the best way to lose weight, or the best way to feel good about losing weight is just keep working out because you release the endorphins, release some adrenal- adrenaline. You're gonna feel great about yourself. Yeah. But if you're sitting at say twenty five stone, you're just you don't really want to move because your knees hurt too much or your back hurts or you just want to get stuff delivered to you because you don't want to go out, you're going to feel horrible. Yeah. And again, I go back to it because I'm always keen to cover my ground with this. If you're comfortable doing that, okay. Just let, I'm rest easy in the confidence that you shouldn't be shamed, but at the same time, there should be something going on in your head thinking. Yeah. You should be I'm able not, to shame yourself. Yeah, you should be. If you're comfortable doing that, that in and of itself is a problem. Mm. You should think there is a problem here. I am. This is not healthy. At that point, I think you're wallowing. Yeah, at this, and I this think there's thing. something that you're substituting with food. Yeah, you're m- there's something bigger going on, and yeah. yes, the health, like the obesity, is a symptom. However, it's a symptom that is its own disease yeah. and a disease that gets complicated fast, it gets complicated especially the older fast. you get. And see, in uh, Scotland, there's this campaign going about right now from the Cancer Research Trust, or is it just Cancer Research? I can't remember. But the charity Cancer Research, they have this all these billboards kicking about the place. Uh, particularly if you're in Edinburgh, because that's basically the only place I've been in the past couple of months, with the exception of Glasgow, but I didn't really see it. It's saying it's obesity, but some of the words are taken out. It's just saying this leads to cancer. 
surely mm. that's got to be enough of a wake up call saying if I stay this way, I'm basically an open door to cancer. Yeah, you're you're gonna be more complicated yeah. as a person. Uh, you know, you'll you'll be the, your body will be different yeah. and will have the issues that you might not encounter if you yeah. were reasonably. I mean, just overweight. Go from yeah. obese to overweight. And you'll feel a, you'll feel the difference. Because yeah. I think right now I'm classed as overweight by about three stone. I think I've always been classed as morbidly obese because of my 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 size. Yeah, but you've always been you've always been. But I'm heavy framed. I'm, yeah, I'm six feet and broad, framed, so. and you've always been working out. Yeah, because I'm always carrying. I've I've been under a hundred kilos for one day since I was eighteen. I think I'm sitting at about ninety five kilos or something. I might be sitting just over the hundred, maybe one hundred one, one hundred five, but yeah. not much over that. But uh, you've always been, you've always done sort of bodybuilder type workouts. Yeah, you've never really done something to try and get I'm lighter. I, I push mass onto myself. Yeah, you build mass. Whereas when I do workout, it's more shit that will make me play rugby better. Yeah, because someone pointed out to me, I've got maybe eight or nine good years of playing rugby left in me. Yeah, I'm determined to make a good fucking go of it, so I want to tone my body down. Yeah. Contact sports take a, a toll yeah. on the body. And I've been told that weight-wise, I'm fine. I just need to build on it and build mass, or yeah. build muscle. But I just there's a yeah. point where you are not a healthy person. Yeah. But the, and it is the people that have an entire person's worth of fat hanging off yeah. the frame. And you're like, you are in trouble. And yeah, we can be as body positive as we want to be, yeah. but we need to kind of constrain it and normalize the weight down and the body mass and the yeah. body types into a healthy spectrum and saying that people who are fat are healthy is not yeah. right. It's, it's something that doesn't sit right with me. And again, probably should, probably should try and cover our bases a bit saying if there's a mental health issue there and you're substituting... You know, you're bottling your feelings. You're just eating on top of it. You're you're depressive eating, or you're you know panic eating, or you're stress eating. It can be an algorithm for that. And in that case, losing weight can be extremely hard. And I completely sympathise on that that respect. But if you're just staying at that weight because it's too difficult to go out and work, if you're a fully functioning human being and you're overweight, and you're just thinking I'm comfortable being this weight, it's cool to be big now. Nah, there's something clearly going going wrong up in your synapses because. That isn't, I don't know how anyone can. It's really not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It just leads to more health problems in the in the long run. Yeah, I just I I, I thought I thought that was the one you were going to talk about. There was another one that was the the dumb article, of. Um. There's been this thing. Uh, obviously we're fans of Joe Rogan, so yep. we all have heard of the intellectual dark web. It's yeah. now being referred to by a bunch of other names, and it's to do with the reactionary right. And there's been an article published, basically. Uh, showing through very flawed methodology that you can tie all of these people to nazis and you're like so and it's is the it's a very from what I've, I've not read the article itself and i'm gonna because it's interesting me like i'm like how did you get to this confusion yeah. of like because they've talked to a nazi they're now all nazis they're all just as bad yeah, but you, you can't pick on nazis anymore nazis are, are a group a recognized group in their own right but it's um i just i was reading a it. group that apparently <laughs> they have rights and they're fucking whatever dumb shit yeah. president trump pulls at his ass he um the, the idea being that because these people are all connected that there is a a sphere of influence being developed by these people who are using these um these tactics to gain influence and that these people are the devil uh incarnate and will be uh, influencing the the politics of the west for years and i'm just looking at it going you're saying that just because somebody who disagrees with you can use, you know, YouTube tactics and ways of building communities and uh, 
to have conversations with people you don't agree with. Mm. That makes them the devil. That's just, I mean, they're good at business. Yeah. They're good at this influencing thing. But because they're spreading ideas you think are wrong, that makes them evil. I kind of like... Doesn't that directly contravene with the American Constitution, like the free speech and all that shit? Free speech is against government. Ah, right, yeah. Free speech, um, this thing that bugs me, like with the Alex Jones thing, and actually people who follow Alex Jones are actually quite all right with what's happened. Yeah, but Alex Jones is a character. No, 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 but like the whole thing of the idea that he got shut down because Mm. he got shut down by private companies. Yeah. That's fine for the US Constitution. It's not great for Alex Jones as an individual, and people worry that that sets precedent within these companies to do the same. Yeah. But nothing has been done to impeach his First Amendment because the government hasn't been involved. All right. That's where the... Because it's freedom of speech against the government. It's right. The government cannot come in and say, you can't say that in the US. That's the key thing that fucks over a lot of people when it comes to these conversations. You go, but freedom of speech. Nothing's happened. The government hasn't gotten involved. Yeah. You don't get to argue that defense when a private company, because all the thing is, is when you post on these things, you are creating your, a relationship with that company, mm-hmm. and you're having an agreement, and they don't have to tolerate your shit, so they can just go, "You're done, bye." Yeah. We're we're severing this relationship with you. We no longer want association with you. You're done. Mm-hmm. Bye. Leave. It does kind of sound like, oh, sound to me as if. It's someone else has had a, had a a dissenting opinion to someone else, and just like, oh, this guy's linked to Nazis. Everyone knows it. Yeah, the guy's an arsehole. But I'm I'm gonna read it. Um, I'm gonna come back next week. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. I th- I think maybe I'll have a bit of a chat about it, and we'll see what we've yeah. done because apparently the methodology is really flawed. The fact that they literally just said, "Here's like 20 people we found that we don't like, and look how they're all connected." And they just sit and draw lines between them and say that's scientific proof that they're going to hazard a guess and say that these connections that they made are very tenuous at best. It is literally this person appeared on this person's podcast, or okay. this person appeared on this show, or they've been seen together, or they've written stuff together, or they've done they've shared thoughts and they've hashed out ideas. But it's a way of basically trying to tarnish more people. And a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, a lot of people like who it. like should be supporting it and people who you feel like they're saying, how is this being reported? You actually haven't seen it appear in the mainstream news. It's just been this thing that someone went, look at this outrageous thing we found. And it's obviously designed to get that reaction. Yeah. But everyone who looks at it goes, this is garbage. What are you yeah, doing? This is trash. You've, you've done something that's wrong and you're trying to pass it off as just being great journalism or yeah. whatever. And I'm going to read it. I'm just, I, I'm curious now. Like, I had my interest peaked a couple of days ago, and I was like, I'll get around to reading it. And I meant to do it for today, but it got busy. Oh. So I was like, I'll I'll go around, I'll find this. I'm going to find this article and just go read through this this paper that someone's published on, you know, the, the spreading cult of uh, wrong ideas. Because I'm, I'm like, really? We're getting to the point of just saying, no, your ideas are wrong. You're bad people. Yeah. Like, we can't just hash it out with these. No. I'm, we can't I'm talk to the wrong people. I'm more of the stance that you you can't just say it. Just we have wildly different opinions on TV shows. Yeah, I can't say you don't like Gundam Wing. You're wrong, but you I'm don't so like, right. You don't like Gundam Wing. We talk about it constantly. Yeah. I like it. You don't, and that's fine. Hash out the ideas. Talk about it. Tell me why you don't like it, and I'll tell you why I do like it. You like. I think we're fairly. I was going to say that's a fairly poor argument because we do trade blu-rays and dvds about quite a bit yeah we'd have fairly similar taste but i think that's probably because we've known each other since we were five yeah but, but there's stuff that i'll watch yeah. that you won't watch um let's go for an anime example because there's a really there's a there's a show that i'm surprised that i watched 
but I know you would never. Oh, Attack on Titan. You love Attack on Titan. I don't like it. I'm going worse than that. Oh, you're going I'm, go, I'm going horrifically okay, offensive. Go um, I am going to talk about Ero Manga Sensei. This is a story about a young guy who writes uh, like kind of trashy light novels. Okay. He uh, and he decides he wants to write an a purely erotic one about a guy who wants to fuck his younger sister. Okay, that's horrible. <laughs> he that's also discovers. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, the, the 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 joke of anime characters from light novels who want to fuck their sisters. It has to include the phrase "not related by blood," like it's a stepsister. Oh, right. okay. They always throw in that little line. You're like, "This." It doesn't make always it always as a disclaimer. They just say "not related." Yeah, it's by like blood. a little asterisk, not related by blood. But the little that asterisk, not related by blood, is a meme now in anime community. Yeah, because it's just it's just horrifying. Like, just if you have a close personal relationship, it's like familial, even if they're not related. Like, don't fuck that person. Yeah, that's just weird. Um, but you have, he then discovers that he has a, an artist that has been doing the covers for his uh, light novels. Because he gets them published, even though he's 15. Uh, he gets them published and... Well, they if you're getting your shit published at 15, you're doing something, right? You're getting paid. Uh, well, light yeah. novels are like pulp novels. Used to be like, remember, you know what pulp novels are? Like the old detective noir stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just cheap trash. Yeah. It's not an actual book. It's like... It's cheap trash. Mm, yeah. So that's the light novel idea. But he has the summer novels, as these get called, yeah. shit that you would read on holiday, but you would never admit to owning. Yeah. Um. But he, his artist, draws like great erotic, uh, covers for his books, and okay. he's like, people are like, that's the only reason to buy your books is because the covers are good. Um. His writing's trash, but he's you know he's writing trashy novels. Yeah. Turns out that that um artist is his younger sister. Okay. So he's so in the seventeen or something like that. Right. She is thirteen, and he starts to develop a crush Stop. on his younger sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, see what I mean? You won't watch that show. I can see. I'll sit down and w- I watched all of it. That I can was see fucking why you'd horrifying. You'd think I wouldn't like that, but yeah, no. Stop. Utter trash. And F- it's the the police are kicking the door down right now. Yeah. CID <laughs> are coming in right now. It's the sound of the police, and it fucking deserves to be shut down because yeah. it's trash. But it's weird that like the idea that. Yeah, you don't want to talk about that, but I feel like if we were, we had to sit and talk about it out and we had to talk it out and just watch yeah. the whole fucking thing, I think you should be allowed to do that and have yeah. that discourse about a fucking horrific thing. Yeah, definitely. You just because you disagree with me on it doesn't mean like you should like you shouldn't you're not gonna go leave right now and be like, This person does this, this and this. You're not gonna yeah. go and tweet a fucking bunch of yeah. bullshit. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna go immediately onto my Twitter and say uh, at Dom Anderson underscore 20 or Dom underscore Anderson 25 Dom Anderson hyphen 25 there's some weird combination of shit in there I didn't I, even I have make to, it <laughs> I have to look at it every time I like when I do show notes I have to go find your Twitter be like what is it it's fucking brilliant <laughs> I, I, I would never go on Twitter and say at Iron Lord the Mad condones having sex with a 13 year old stepsister he's yeah. weird don't listen to this guy I'd never do that it's just like Colin Graham watches some weird anime yeah. we're going to talk about it in Jibberfish yeah because it's good promotion uh, it's good. <laughs> I'm always a fan of You've got two people with dissenting yeah. uh, views. It's the whole idea behind the field that I want to go into. Is that you disagree, you, you disagree, hash it out, and you, you find talk about it, and you find out what the proper answer is, or what the proper yeah. uh, action is going forward. Yeah, It's fascinating to me, on both sides, that people do want to talk about this now, and people don't want to talk about it, because both sides are automatically wrong and demonizing each other. It's a very, very dangerous and scary thing yeah. to think that this is going to be how we discuss shit in the future. And it's like, like the example I'm giving is, I watched a shitty anime show. Yeah. The example that or where this is being used is, 
the legitimate conversations about how we run society are being told or we're saying we just can't have these conversations anymore. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. I, I don't like the, the, I don't like what I've heard about this article. I'm going to read it all the way through. I'm going to read that paper, even though I'm not anything to do with like social construct or whatever. I'm not yeah. one of these social scientists. I'm going to investigate it. I'm going to figure out what the hell's going on. And hopefully next week on Jim Fish, I'll yeah. be able to explain it. I hopefully. probably won't, but I'll give it a go. I hope you don't mind. Uh, if we were going to wrap up the show that I'm going to uh, ho- hopefully end on a, a cheerier note. Mm-hmm. That was pr- that was pretty depressing. Uh, this week saw the last two characters for Dragon Ball Fighters to be announced. Mm-hmm. It started off with um, Zamasu. No, sorry, it started off with Bardock and Broly. Good right. characters. Bardock kind of breaks the game with how good he is. Right. He has a ridiculous amount of uh, in-air movements. He can move eight times in the air before hitting the ground, which in a fighting game all about that's air. juggling. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Broly, you'd think he'd be a good. So a big bruiser character with hyper armor on all of his moves. You know, he'd be able to move through a Kamehameha or something, like yeah. he does in the fucking movies. Uh, but no, he's kind of crap. Then from that, we went on to Fused Zamasu and uh, Vegito Blue. Mm-hmm. Really good characters. Had a lot of fun with uh, Vegito Blue because he's fucking bonkers. Some of the shit that he can do, and he, does, he has a full screen uh, sword thing. Yeah. Remember in Dragon Ball Super when he stabs Zamasu in the chest? Yeah, he gets a super version of that, except it's a full screen chop. Shit, and he can drop that in anywhere. He, he it's not like a super move; he doesn't have to build to it. That, it's no, it's a super move, but oh. it can be cancelled from any one of his moves. Oh, and Zamasu again was just another fucking strange yet awesome character to play. He had a flight mechanic, so he could pop a button and he could just float around the screen. Right. And you could also build up little key attacks that you could have charged over your head and just fire them in the air. Hmm. He was again another really good, really hyper utility character which is the the calling card of a really really good long-standing character in fighters yeah how good they are and how well they fit in each team then after uh, zamasu and vegeta blue we had base goku and base vegeta yeah which they're really good characters but the kaioken gimmick for goku boggles my mind i cannot get it right because it's all to do with multiple button pushes you'll pop the super and he'll shoot Kaioken times 20 or Kaioken times 50, depending on how many characters you've lost. Yeah. If you lose one character, it's Kaioken times 20. You lose both characters and you've just got base Goku left. It's Kaioken times 50. You'll do the initial attack when he'll run forward and punch, but you can push uh, additional buttons to make the combo last a bit longer. Right. I don't know how to use it at all, so I just stick with base Vegeta. He's a lot easier to use. Yeah. And, of course, Vegeta fan. But uh, the last two characters to get announced were Cooler. Right. He's not been around for a while, but... Yeah, it's good to have him back. And yeah. we have the Dragon Ball Super variant of Android 17, who, again, is just another fucking insane, fun-to-use character. He's got to be fast, right? He's ridiculously fast. He can. He has a, He has another combo, like a base Goku, where he can do... He does an initial hit, then you can follow up with additional button presses. Mm-hmm. He can then cancel that and do this weird wall bounce move where he jumps to the opposite side of the screen and he can dive back in. And he can either do a key blast mid-air or he can do a super mid-air or he can just continue the combo again. So yeah. if you get effluent with that, you can basically just have him doing this weird, awesome bounce combo all over the screen. And it's just, I didn't think they would go that unique with Android 17, given what he does when Android 16 uses him. Because Android 16, you'll bring a 17 out for a couple of moves mid-combo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you think based on that, there wouldn't be much in it. But now he's got his really, really unique moveset. And he's quite a lot of fun to play. Cooler, on the other hand, he's kind of 
He's got more armor on some of his moves, but his his combo structures just suck dick. <laughs> you yeah. can't you can't really set him up into much, but I'm I'm slowly learning what cooler can be what cooler can be used for. And he, I'm having a lot of fun playing that game. Well, that's the thing with uh, Cooler is he's not a major character in the Dragon Ball yeah. series. He's got two movies, um, and the movies are now non-canon. So yeah. it was just a case of he shows up. He's just slightly darker. Vegeta, or he's slightly darker freezer yeah and then he uh he shows up and he's got a bigger form and then he's a mecha form yeah then he has then he can replicate himself a hundred times yeah and they kick all of vegeta in the dick yeah. why do they keep kicking me in the dick god damn it team four star you glorious bastards yeah, you champions of humanity uh i was gonna if we're gonna wrap up the show yeah i'm quickly trying we've decided on this thing where um i think i'm gonna make that a new segment now called here comes a new challenger New fighting game characters that get added each week because Smash Bros. comes out soon. We're gonna have a fuck ton of new characters to talk about. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, I know we said we're trying to steer away from segments, but yeah, I want that one in. <laughs> <laughs> new challenger, but I like it. just so I can play the soundbite from Street Fighter Two. She says, "Here comes a new challenger." The uh, the one I would do is I like the idea of us breaking the show. Like we get to the point where it's like, okay, we now have a story that's so weird it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So Dom and I are in our mid to late twenties. Um, yeah, that is a fucking scary thought. Yeah. That. And You're uh, already 27, right? Yeah. I turned 27 in... December. Um, November. Oh, November. Oh, yeah, you're in November. Yeah, 25th of November. Yeah. Um, so, basically, we're, we're okay, actually. Like, financially, we're not that bad. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not, like, horrifically in debt. No, I'm actually... Oh, I'm not in debt yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Student loans are going to kick in in about three years' time, and I'm just going to One of those days, crying. you're going to have to leave university. <laughs> yeah, one of those days, I'm going to have to yeah, work. But we've, I mean, we were raised in houses where, um, you know, the, you know, we're just told, be careful with your money. Yeah. Don't get a... too far into debt. Don't take out credit cards, loans, and stuff, unless you know you can pay for them. Yeah. And pay them off as soon as you can to avoid paying too much. Yeah. That was always just something that was drilled in my head. Just, you know, the family yeah. finances were very well organized and we were told, you do the same, you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's worked out so far. The student loans actually kind of worked out. It's a bit of a double-edged sword for me because one, if I go too far with it, I'm going to be heavily in debt. But at the same time... If I get a good job, I can pay it off and I can get a good credit rating at the same time. So when it comes mortgage time, it's going to hopefully set me up nice and nice and comfy. But um, not everyone is as you know, logical as us. Um, there is a, a just I'm vaguely interested in finance. I quite like the, uh, studying the mechanisms behind it all. Like yeah. I'm kind of curious. Um, but I found this channel called The Dave Ramsey Show. The now, Dave Ramsey Show. This guy is a you know, mid-50s, 60s business guy who has done all right for himself and now helps others with uh, financial advice. And he runs a, 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 like an investment group or whatever in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And he is very simple-spoken, like, I'm going to give you advice. This is going to hurt uh, but it's gonna help. Yeah. So I watched a, an episode of his where he does. He's got YouTube videos up, and he does a talk show that you can call in and just he'll give you advice mm. over the phone. Uh, one of the episodes it was a very clickbaity title of "I'm a million dollars in debt." I'm like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm like, okay, it's clickbait, but I'm gonna watch it, and I actually quite enjoyed the episode. Like, Dave Ramsey actually seems like quite a fun, entertaining person to watch. Very, very American, very uh, South, and he's. Yeah. Uh, I like it. It's very, it's no nonsense. Mm. Quite, quite, quite an enjoyable like watch. I, he's, I discovered he's actually very Christy as well, uh, which is weird. It's like the most important thing about this is that you, you're gonna have to pray on this. And I'm like, wait, what? Who? What? <laughs> <laughs> what does Jesus have to do with money? Uh, I did not sign up to this this, this show for Jesus overtones. But I was like, okay, let's you know, ignore the Jesus overtones, and we'll get to you know what he's talking about. 
And the clickbait is that she's actually um, about $800,000 in debt. So, you know, there's $200,000 yeah. gone already. Um, but yeah, he is... But they're like... Uh, the, the woman on the phone is saying that, you know, she got married a couple months ago. So congratulations. And yeah, but my, my husband and I said we're going to sit down and deal with our finances. I'm like, well, that's a red flag. Yeah. You should always just be aware of your finances in general. Yeah. Um, but she says, yeah, we're getting worried that we're going to hit that $1 million in debt. I said, well, how far are you? $800,000 in debt. How extravagant a wedding do you need to have before... You the think I actually didn't realize he doesn't bring up the wedding. I'm like, how much? Like, how, if you're so that's, in what, that's debt. what's in my head, thinking that maybe the wedding cost them eight hundred thousand dollars, and that's what's got them in debt. Yeah, but he he asks. Um, Otherwise, you've got to do a phenomenal amount of fucking spending. Yeah, and uh, he, he starts breaking down. He says, "Look, what is? Let's start breaking down debt. How much? You got a house? Yeah, uh, we're paying it off on a mortgage. Uh, house is valued at about three hundred thousand. Uh, we are the the mortgage is two hundred and ten k." So, okay, that's an investment, that's a house, that's somewhere for you to live. That won't be included in our conversation about your debt. So, don't worry about it. You know, just keep make sure you keep paying that mortgage. That's important. You will lose the house and then you're really up shit great because you have nothing to show for the, the work you're going to be doing. Um, but this is going to fucking hurt. Like, you have $600,000 in debt you need to explain right now. And they're going, well, uh, we both have advanced degrees for education. So, it's like a master's, so I guess it's like a five-year education. That totals out to about a hundred and fifty thousand. Um, we have two cars. Um, they are going to be uh, also about a hundred fifty thousand between them. I'm like holy shit! Jesus. What are you buying? Why are you rolling up to work in a Lexus? Um, he's like, what's your degree in? Because obviously, like, if you have a degree in fine art and you're several hundred thousand dollars in debt, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, get ready to be asking people, do you want fines with that? Um, you have um, they. They don't explain what his degree is, but she has a degree in um, policy. So it's like government like policy writing and stuff, like oh, right, laws yeah. and how to structure and write laws and stuff like that. So they, they work. And she's like, well, I'm actually going to work in the government and I've got my foot in the door. We're in D.C. and we're, we're, we're part of the government. So we're getting paid and our paychecks are you know, uh, 200000 a year between the two of them. Right. And it's like, you guys are living four times your entire, like, paycheck. Yeah. So, realistic, when you take it, like, your mortgage, your needs, your fuel, your food stuff, you're living ten times, roughly, what you earn. You are in trouble. Yeah. Like, he immediately starts going, sell the cars, get cheaper cars, get fuel-efficient cars, get, like, this, get a second yeah. job, do, like, stuff. You need to get working on this now. Yeah, you need to get your feet clear. But he's like, but you're still, you're still about three hundred thousand. Explain that debt, and so like, well, part of it shouldn't debts and stuff like that. It's mostly credit card debts. A hundred and fifty grand each, credit card debts. Who the fuck keeps giving them credit cards? Yeah. Who, and who keeps approving them for these for these credit cards? Credit cards, because as far as I'm aware, you need to petition the credit card company. You they, they you get investigated. Back, yeah, they get they do a background check on you. To see how f- you know fiscally responsible you are, then they say, "All right, cool. You seem pretty sound, so we're going to give you a, a credit card at this rate." Yeah, and go forward from there. How the f- that genuinely kind of scared me a little bit. It's worrying. It's yeah. it's like you're 29 and this is you sitting down thinking about finances now. Yeah, but the the part that broke me and the part that I hope breaks the show is him saying because he, he obviously he's like, I don't understand how the guy did it. How does a guy get up 150k? 
debt on credit cards. Before you launch into this, I'd just like to preface this saying Colin has got his phone out to read the exact quote. This is this should be an indication of how fucking bad this is going to be. How does a guy rack up 150k debt in 29 years? At this point, the girl on the phone says, "Well, he's 32." I'm like, you can see Dave Ramsey's eyes pop open as he's like. That is not the fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, you are 29 with almost a million dollars in debt. At that point, I was like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> How do you... Oh, I just... It, I, I'm still stuck in it. This is this been me for like 48 hours. Yeah, I've just funny. been there sitting there thinking, How? And there's no answer. Yeah. The only answer I can literally come even remotely close to is that that person must have thought, Right, I want all these extravagances. I want all these luxuries. And I don't care how I get them. I'm going to go so far into debt to provide the nice things that me and my, is it wife? Husband. It's the wife phoning oh, into right, the so show. Me and my husband can get, I'm going to try my damnedest to make sure we get everything. I don't care what the result is. Yeah. And I think that's the only way. If you just throw caution and all other, you know, warning lights to the wind and just think, fuck it, I'm doing this, regardless of what anyone else says. Yeah. I think that's the only way you could get almost a million dollars into debt. Because I think the furthest into debt I've ever been is £300. Yeah. And even at that, I was thinking, oh, this is too much. I've fucked up somewhere. I've bought something that I shouldn't have. I've done something that I shouldn't have. And that terrified me. I could not imagine being fucking a million dollars. How I, do you sleep? Exactly. I'd be up all night. See, the thing is, like... I'd I'm a light sleeper at the best of times. <laughs> if I was a million dollars in debt, I would never sleep again. I'd be up all night finding new jobs to pay off yeah. the debt. I just, I couldn't... I just, I've been thinking about this, and the problem is that every time I think about it, my brain just stops. Yeah. I literally cannot construct the pathways of decisions that lead you to say, so I'm about a million dollars in debt. I mean, when I finish all my studies and get all that shit wrapped, done and dusted, I'm going to be... Math is happening, ladies and gentlemen. £40,000 in debt. Maybe maybe £41,000 in debt. And that's, that's a student debt. That's a student debt. I'm very much prepared to pay it off because it's it's i think it's my price that i need to pay for having delayed it for this long if i'd done it when i was younger i think i did just build out yeah but now that i'm a bit older a bit more mature i'm thinking right i can definitely head but more way through this because as colin knows i was a bit of a fuck up back in high school i just kind of screwed around didn't really pay attention so the fact that i decided to work for a bit then go into education the debt is basically my way of saying right this is going to keep you in check this is going to keep you going yeah. If you came in a bit of debt when you were younger, you just thought, fuck it, mum and dad will take care of it. Now, yeah. this is my kind of way of being held accountable to myself. It's just like, right, I'm going to keep going in this field so mm-hmm. I can pay off that ma- massive student loan. Keeps you hungry. Yeah, it keeps me hungry. It keeps me moving on. Even at that, that's £41,000. That is a third of her credit card debt. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even a th- that's just under a third of her credit card debt. And this is basi- this is me doing education for seven years. Yeah. So three years of college, four years of uni. Forty-one thousand pounds, and I have, I can account for every pound and pence of that. Yeah, and it's an that's an investment. Yeah, that's an investment that I will pay off. I'm willing to put in the ma- I'm willing to put in the hours to pay off because my I've always had a fairly good work ethic. When I, if there's something that needs done, I will do it. Mm. If I may, if I might be a bit tired the day after because I've worked so hard to do it, that's fine. That's basically me getting my reward. I get to sleep in. Yeah, I get to rest for that next again day. If I Obviously, my main focus right now is university, but if I was working, 
There's a van backing up outside. All oh, right, okay. I thought it was someone. I thought it was a pigeon or something. Cool. But uh, I, <laughs> I assumed it was twenty crickets humping. At first when I heard it, but it's a it's a, it's a council right. van, so it's to have a, a noise maker. All right. Uh, what does it Can't run over those kids apparently. Nah, you need you need to let them know you. <laughs> kids about to survive. <laughs> what the hell was I just saying? You were talking about the work ethic and oh, the work uh, ethic. If I had a job, right, if a job was my main focus, you guarantee I'd be putting in a severe amount of hours and hopefully reaping the rewards of that. I like to think that I make myself. I put myself out there when I do a job. Just to cut corners like that and just, you know, yeah. I'm going to get credit cards. Just burn my way through that. I'd get a credit card if I was severely slammed. I think, right, I need to get money quickly. Otherwise, you know, the roof on my house is going to collapse or I'm not going to be able to feed my family. Yeah. That's the only way in severe emergencies Yeah, that I would consider getting anywhere even remotely close to getting in debt again. But yeah. I mean, as they, I can't figure out how these people have done this. If that you can and you'd like to get in contact with us, yeah, tweet us at Jibberfish on Twitter or yeah. uh, send us an email. Please don't try and break down your own debts. We can't help you with that. No. Clearly, we can't figure out anything. Yeah. Um, but if you can email us at gibberfishpodcast at uh, gmail.com, yeah. um, we will uh, hopefully hear back from you. If you're uh, liking this show, uh, please remember to rate it and recommend it to people. Yeah. Share it around. Yeah. Even if you don't like the show and you want to, you want to talk to us about something, Shoot us a message on Twitter, send us an email, we'll, we'll gladly talk about it on the show. We're more than happy to do that. Hopefully we get some nice feedback, if not. Feedback's feedback, feedback we can learn feedback. from it. Hopefully as well, the new audio sounds good and you enjoy the new crisp microphones. Yeah. With the totally professional uh, setup that we have here, yeah. that means we can bump the table as much as we want, they yeah. won't do shit. Because <laughs> I the, just did it. Over the course of this 2 hour and 41 minute recording, we have bumped the table se- several times. But yeah, uh, after that, uh, we've been talking gibberfish. Yeah.